Harper. So, we're back. All right, I got a little intro bit. If you listen, you said you listened to a couple, so you're you're hip to it. I'm familiar. By the way, uh, if any of this info that I'm about to announce is inaccurate, just try to keep note and we'll correct it after I say it. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello, miners. Welcome to the 12th episode of Mining in the Foothills, where I am on the search for dialectic gold with doers from around the Midwest. I'm Wes from Wally Opus, and my guest today is Chris Schmidt, owner and operator of Midwest Vintage, an apparel curation brand that finds and sells unique and sometimes rare vintage clothing or vintage items. Taking a very personal and professional approach to his business, Chris has garnered over 95 star reviews on Depop. Depop. Is it Depop? It is. Which is an online marketplace uh, for all things apparel. Chris also sells his findings to local vintage clothing shops around the Midwest, including local and around the Midwest, uh, including Filthy Vintage, which I feel like is kind of the, like the, I don't know what the primary, but like the top vintage shop in Evansville, wouldn't you think? In terms from like a curation brand who sells there? For sure. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Chris also participated as a model in their, and I guess that was Phil's fashion show collaboration this past September. Yeah, yeah. It was a show that he did participate in. Okay, in Bloomington. Yeah. Chris has been a longtime friend of mine uh, and always has been an avid fan of nearly all music, including any music that we made together in our early days or any music I make today. You're always like up to date with it and i always appreciate that dude dude it's awesome while his shop lives uh while his shop lives on instagram and depop he himself is currently based in the heart of germantown hopstad (laughs) indiana chris right thanks for doing this oh thank you for having me wes i mean (laughs) like you like you said we have been homies for quite a while at this point and it's uh, crazy yeah, dude. Been doing all kinds of stuff. That was one of the things I figured we'd talk about. I don't know. Because, like, I didn't know how much you talked about, like, your your previous, like, Paradox and, like, going all the way back, dude. Yeah. Not tons, but you... What's awesome is it's fun. It's felt the same with Cooper. It felt the same... Uh, shit, I don't know who else... I've had on that I go that far back with, you know, really. I mean, Chloe, we don't even go, my wife, we don't even go that far back. You know, she only, she saw the very end of Paradox, kind of, you know what I mean? She saw the sum, actually, she saw the height of it, really, because, like, she was, we were all, do you remember that float in the Hofstadt Summerfest Parade? Absolutely, dude. Dude, that was, like, the height. We won Best Musical flow or category whatever overall music flow we had like 20 people maybe more i don't even know all wearing shirts throwing out candy beads we were fucking singing we had this trailer we were jordan was dj dj fizz was on the fake ones and twos he wasn't even doing anything we had a (laughs) 
we had my sound system on the flow, on the flow. blasting music sing i was singing <laughs> live on the back of the float and the float itself was a boat hear that <sighs> I don't even remember the what the float looked like, but it was on a trailer and being pulled by a truck. So it was like this like I'll show you after this. I still have photos. It was pretty fucking badass just Dude. to be f quite frank about what we were up to. Oh, I don't doubt it. I specifically remember the t-shirts, I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. but like dude, the the blue and the yellow ones like what what was the tape called? The album at the time, you mean? Yeah. It was cool. Wasn't it like the Lost Tapes or something like that? No, it was Demo Tape. The Demo Tape. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Dude. I mean, classic. But Drew Cooper, who was doing all of the artwork of for anything that I was up to or anybody, well, I don't even know, everybody was up to. He was just doing anything and everything. His, uh, yeah, he his artwork was the cassette. It was like a cassette drawing and it was literally based off a cassette that we owned that he drew this on. I still have it upstairs. Or it might be even down here somewhere. But yeah, he said it said demo tape. Uh, yeah, fuck. And then I had another one. that I did a, like a demo tape too. He just went and put two on it after the fact. <laughs> and we changed the color and did another one. But, but yeah, dude. But I mean, it wasn't even just that. I mean, do you remember? I was thinking about this. We made music together at one point. Um dj wes days yeah it was because christian was on it too i mean we did one song called i can't see do you remember that it was like a lighter on the front Damn, i can't uh, see i do i can't remember really how it goes and i it's probably buried somewhere <laughs> on somebody's hard drive or in the depths of the cloud somewhere i'm sure it's out there it's i just out didn't there. look yet but wow yeah dude i mean those were the day, like high school. We were DJing dances and stuff, playing like, stuff at dances that like we thought was cool. I don't even, you know, like we played a lot of the hits too for everyone. But like, yeah, was, you know, just do even, but mixed in there with like shows. Remember Fifth Quarter? Oh, we would fucking have shows there, dude. Fifth Quarter was the first Lesson Three show. Was it really? Which was, for anyone that doesn't know, was just like a metal band that I was in in high school mm -hmm. with the homies. But yeah, like that was the first place we played. You guys were like an actual band, though. You were like, we, like it was like a legit band, you know? For sure. And it was cool. Dude, I love those fifth quarter shows in the basement. They oh, were yeah. disgusting Sometimes and like they got really rowdy. sweaty. Yeah, it yeah. was so much fun. It was the only thing of its kind in our town. Yeah. Think about that. It was the only place. We're a high school... God, thank God it existed. Now that I think back, I holy yeah. shit. Dude, that is... Shout out to Don and Robin Angermeyer, Tessa Angermeyer's parents, for anybody who knows her locally. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, shout out. Shout out. I think she's marrying... I'm pretty sure they're engaged to Ben Savage. Right. Yep. Which is... Which is uh, Boy Meets World, right. the main character. Anyway... Yeah, makes the my, news my every dad, time he comes when ben to town. Wasn't, oh, dude, it's <laughs> everywhere, which is great. People love it. It gives the people of Fort Branch something super stoked to talk about, <laughs> to tell all their grandkids and kids, which is awesome. You know, it's like they put it on. My dad put a picture on Facebook of um, his partner Sandy, 
getting a picture with Ben Savage at a little <laughs> at the Anger Myers little brewery. Exactly, and it was dude. huge. You know, to them it was like Everyone's my dad's showing me, and he pumped. loves it. You know, they're like, "Can you believe that Hollywood guy?" And dude, I mean, we come from a the similar. We come from the end of that era where like people who were on TV were a different type of human. You oh, know what I were, mean? Yeah, famous, famous. Like, yeah, because we know some people mutually. I'm sure in our own little bubbles, we're like you know people now who have like a lot of followers on something or you know of somebody who you knew in a earlier life, you know? Like yes. think about like, dude, think about all those guys like Taylor Kniff and all those guys used oh, to hang dude. out in high school at oh, yeah. Tanner's and even after. Oh yeah, I I mean, I see Rep all the time, man. Do you? Yeah, he comes to town, he comes. Who's sell, that again? I saw him close. What's Dylan Rupp? Rupp. Dylan Rupp. And yeah. what's he? See us. What's he now? What's he do now? He's a businessman. Is he? Yeah. Fuck. That's badass. And he's like 28? Yeah, I think he's our age. Out in LA living it. He'll come to town. They hang out with like MGK sometimes. And I don't know if Rupp does, but I've seen Kniff hanging out with oh, yeah. MGK. Definitely. They're in the circles. Fucking nuts. <laughs> Fucking nuts. But it uh, is. But but that's the generation we come from. We're like that's not uncommon. Like, I was hanging out with Colin, my nephew. Yeah. He was talking about his buddy. He said he had, like, 125,000 followers on TikTok. And it's just a kid who hangs out with Colin, who I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> How the you're fuck? Like, why? Yeah. I know I, him. He's not that interesting. No, he's not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, I mean, but he's a good-looking kid. I mean, I know why he has all those followers, because he just posts pictures of himself. But, like... I'm thinking, man, a band or a company or somebody <laughs> would give anything to have that much attention. Oh, like 100%. 125,000 accounts. Oh, my God. That would be such a big deal. That's and this why. kid just has it. So, I mean, like, we come from the era, I feel, maybe I'm wrong or maybe not everybody's like this, but, like, where that fame is not so much a, a removed thing from the daily life. Like, anybody right. can get on the internet in, in a theory go viral and oh, become famous dude if you try hard <laughs> enough you definitely can like i mean yeah. not just everybody could go start their own tv show in 1962 you know what i mean exactly so, exactly it's like a little more accessible that, for our the powers in everybody's hands now dude exactly. you have a phone you can do it all literally, literally. And, and not only do you have a phone in 2022 or 20 almost 2023 the cameras on the phone oh. are the some of the best cameras human beings have ever made. We're so shooting like, phones oh, with 4K. 4K. <laughs> it's crazy. Stereo recording in stereo, like recording stereo recordings of sound, and like you can kind of if you record a good video and you watch it, and you maybe even throw just a tiny color at it just to lock things in. You could, in theory, have like a pretty decent little film oh, for, on your cell phone without any equipment. You dude, know what I mean? It's insane. I mean, it's do you, nuts. you watch any of uh, like Lyrical Lemonade, Cole Bennett stuff? Sometimes. I don't ever really dive in. I, I do, I am aware of them and I have so much fucking respect for Cole Bennett. Yeah. When he, I see him hanging out with the people he hangs out with, I'm like, Wow. That gets my age, or oh, dude, might be young. I don't even know. He did like the. I think he said he might be done with it now, but like he did like the maybe f like eight or nine videos where it was like all shot on iPhone. Wow. 
Oh, really? And all like he edited it with like cer- certain ones, not all of them with just iPhone, but yeah, he edited it with different apps and stuff. And then like at the end of the video, it was a Yeet one specifically where he was like, yeah, I used all this stuff, all free apps or whatever. Here's what they are. Like giving everybody the source so that wow. they can go out and replicate that if they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, these guys literally, I mean, that video probably has, you know, 12 million views or whatever, but like yep. just proving that you don't have to have a studio behind you or anything. Like you got to have an iPhone and, you know, some time, yep. some ideas. Like it's crazy. It's beautiful, honestly. It's fucking insane, dude. But, yeah. it, but it gives it gives so much potential. Like if you're somebody who's like, dude, it's like your page. When I get on your page, it's so clean now. It, it's I try. <laughs> it's nice. Thank because you. it reminds me of uh I don't know, it's just like a refined interface. It, it's like a nice store. You go into a nice clean store. That's what it feels like. Online store. Yeah, I want like whenever that is one of the things that like if I take a pictures of stuff, like sometimes, you know, I don't like the way that the lighting is so i won't post it or something and yeah, i because yeah. i do want it to have feeling even though it's a it's picture on your phone you know what i mean like i want i do want that vibe to be you know passed along yeah. but it's important dude you're it makes sure it makes or breaks the the product that you're trying to sell having a good solid photo of it with lighting it is important yeah, cause like the angle, all that. Yeah, the it's background, all of it. Dude. Don't put it. Don't put a red shirt on a burgundy flower <laughs> bed. You know. Yes. It's gonna blend in and look. You know what I mean? It's like thinking through all those aspects of what you're up to. Yeah, man. It's uh. Would you just copy people that you saw? I mean, like literally, just like <clears throat> saw people do it, and or did someone teach you that? No, it's just like what I like. To be honest, like I think. Uh, like my bio, I believe is just like old things and old old stuff and things that I think is cool or whatever. Old clothes and stuff I think is cool, whatever. Yes, yeah. But like literally, that's what I want. What I kind of gear my stuff towards is like what I think looks good and what I think is cool. Like because if you're, I don't know if like that's just I know what I like and I know what I think looks good and feels good material wise. Like or or like look wise and so like if i do that i don't know i just try and keep it you know all in its own thing like own universe if that makes sense like together oh yeah it's it's i mean i called your company or your brand like a curation brand yeah for sure because it's because i feel like that's what you are like you're a you're a taste maker of clothing you got it yeah yeah and <laughs> then the, spot on. the thing that you produce is a similar vibe or a uh it's a coherent catalog basically you know what i mean right. it's kind of like a it's kind of like a record label does sometimes maybe not always but like a punk record label curates and promotes and develops punk artist you know what i mean like it's like it makes sense that it kind of like they go they see one thing i'm like oh i really i really like that i want to put that out 
Exactly. You know, and I want to try to, I'm going to invest in it and then I'm going to hopefully see where it goes, see, make more money off of it and grow it. You yeah. know what I mean? Or just sell it in your case. So, where, so take me back to a little bit of this. Yeah. I was thinking this. I was thinking this. This is important. In my opinion, this is important that to remember or to think back in my own life, I thought of you because I thought of, I was trying to think of you as like, I've known you for so long. What are some things that I know about you? And I was thinking, well, you've always had your own style of dressing and of of presenting yourself. I you've always done that since as I, I just can't remember a time where you weren't repping something that was you thought was cool. And you didn't give a fuck what ev what ev like what everybody else was repping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've for sure. always been yourself. And like I try to genuinely do that. What what when do you remember how that started and like what kicked off your search to be or, or, or not even search to be, but like your discovering of yourself as like a somebody who likes to present themselves in a very intentional and like you know sh like cool way probably honestly cool because i'm an only child so i just had a lot of time to be in my own head like yeah. if that to be completely honest, like i feel like that had a lot to do with it just because like i'd entertain myself you know and like so whether that be diving into like subcultures of stuff that i found interesting whether it be like, like i don't know like metal music was like really the first stuff that like i was like damn this is different this is like i like this you know like <laughs> it's fucking like yeah. it's gnarly it's heavy it's you know i don't know it's di it's different like yeah. i was always drawn to it because it was something else or like skateboarding as well like i we talked about like I listened to that episode with Thomas and like yeah. oh yeah 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 like dude like, yeah his story was pretty deeply involved in uh, like skateboarding being so influential in him picking up a camera out of necessity to record his friend skating right that initial pick up the camera led to a job which led to picking up a camera which led to. Now his job is to pick up fucking cameras, you know? Like, exactly. But yeah, dude, but like that skating, skating was also like pretty big for my, uh, like growing up and like style curation as well, because yeah. it is like, it, like he, it's very well, just, like it's a, always been a counterculture thing, like with skating and like, yes. so uh just everything that comes with that like the you know rebellious side of it the punk side of it the like just going out and thrashing and having a good time with your friends and like not really caring about like society you know right quote unquote and like shit like that is yeah it just it was always enticing and like that style was always cool you know like just throwing it together and doing it yourself like yep. it's like we don't have anything else to do in the middle of a fucking cornfield town in indiana so like that's what we did during the summer rode our bikes and skateboards around and like <laughs> watch skate videos in our buddy's basement you know and yeah. like it was awesome that so that like i think all the like stuff like that really 
uh, helped me draw that individuality like um, earlier on, you yeah. know, because I would just, I just love diving into that stuff. Like I like learning about details and stuff like that. So like, I don't even know, like if it was like Thrasher or like, dude, like even like luxury stuff, like, like old Rob Report magazines. Like, you know what that is? What's like, that? Rob, Rob Report? <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's literally like my aunt and uncle would get them. I don't okay. know why they had them either, like genuinely, but they were, uh, it's just like a, literally, it's like a rich person's magazine where like Talks they would- about the market and shit? Well, they'd talk about like luxury goods a lot. So okay. it'd be like, ooh, the new Rolls Royce is coming out. Ooh, look at this Gucci collection. And like all the ads were like for high-end brands and like shit gotcha. like that. Gotcha. And so like- even that is like not the same as, but it is like a smaller fraction of the population. Is, you know what I mean? So it's yes. like, it is kind of a subculture, even though it's <laughs> costs a lot. You yes. Know? Yeah. So, like that too, it's like something exclusive. It caught, caught my eye. It's like, so I like looking at that shit too because it felt the same, even though it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like too. Like looking at, I'm assuming are these magazines old? The ones that you're talking about, Rob Report. Uh, like if you found one today, is it kind of no? Like they do you still like the older ones. I or think do you they like still. Them? I think they still are around. I'm pretty sure Tyler actually just did. Tyler Creator just did like a, uh, um, article with them about like his car collection because he owns like a bunch of old Lancias and shit. Like they're. Fire. but uh like That's that insane. and like his record collection i think but yeah he just did like a thing with them on what he collects so like it's still out there it's just like who's subscribing to that it's like, yeah you, you don't even hear that thing you know or like dupont registry that. it's like literally yeah. all cars just like <laughs> rich car guy stuff and like you know it's but awesome. it's so fun to go into different worlds. Exactly. Because that's what that is. That yeah. is a world. That's a community that like, I don't know. You just, but I was thinking about this last time. I'm like, but to join, if you want to like, like think about a community of people that you would like to join. So say, say you're like, you know what? I'm an old guy. I want to be into cars. Like that's what I want. For sure. It's like, I was thinking about this last night. Cause I was thinking about Nashville and I'm thinking like, oh man, Nashville is like two and a half hours away, but like they have such a huge music scene. I've been thinking this for years, by the way. I need to get involved. But only recently, and I've done some shows with the strength. Oh, of course you know this because we went as I think that might have been the last time I've seen you. Maybe I've seen you once between then, but I can't remember. It might have been the last time I saw you, honestly. It was in, I we, think it was in July or June or August. I can't even fucking remember, dude. Who but, knows? But when we, yeah, we went down to... Uh, old Nash Man, Vegas. Old Nash, Nash Vegas at the end. That's where it was. We oh, saw yeah. The Strangers and a couple other bands from Nashville. We put it together. But uh, then as we leave... I pulled the fucking biggest rookie move of them all inside this parking garage, <laughs> backing out. Chris wasn't even in the car yet. No. Gave her a little bit of gas, turned, whipped it, boom. Literally felt like like literally felt like a shock through my body that I was getting jolted awake. And uh. 
awoken to the fact that my mirror had now been is now hanging by wires because I smashed it and dented in the door. I thought, well, only thing I can do, I got out of the car and looked. I'm like, fuck. But I thought the only thing I can do is go pick up Chris and then yank this mirror off. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get home. And that's what you did. So we did. And it was handled perfectly. You know, you drove. You took. I was so shooken up. It's like I was in a wreck. Really, I mean, I kind (laughs) of was, but it was like, how did myself the like defy like just disappoint myself so much by yeah. smashing yeah you know, you know it like, never feels good i know it's like you get like surprised by your own slip it's like that was i just didn't look <laughs> i didn't look for the fucking pole exactly i mean dude i've done it scraped up along the side of like a little parking meter or whatever yeah. you're like God, man it just sucks I got, I it does fuck with this and but uh, anyway, something I want to go back to that what uh what I was thinking was like those shows at fifth quarter that we used to do like what I was yeah. thinking Don and Robin Ingermeyer for was like that shit like it's so important for kids. I just saw Flea all this election shit going on, but Flea uh from Red Hot Chili Peppers posted yeah. a video like please vote for this in California to get more ed- uh music education in schools and up you know up till I was like this age i didn't pay attention to any of that shit but now that i hear that i'm like dude it really is important because like you saying that you grew up kind of like interested in counterculture in general with all this different stuff but you were and most of the kids that you ran around with that i ran around with mostly everyone that we were close to were good people who like still got shit done still showed up to school like still abided by the rules of just general functionality which is like i think the the counterculture of our area was like the real one that was successful that people actually didn't like end up just dying or becoming dipshits you know like people (laughs) like who made it through the gauntlet of growing up like it was like counterculture to the identity of the group, but we still, you know, it's like, but we still follow the rules and we don't speed all the time. You know, it's like, yeah, we're driving yeah, the I'm not, it's like, we're not full rebellions against society. It was no, like it wasn't like counter. It was literally just counterculture. Yeah. So it was more like, now nah, I'm not saying that, you know, we didn't do our fair share of stupid stuff mm-hmm. as a kid, but like, of course. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I wasn't going like crazy. I think it was more that, yeah, like dressing and stuff is how I expressed that, um, you know, feeling of difference or wanting to be, you know, different. I mean, like, yeah, like when in middle school and like stuff, like I remember like, you know, that's when Abercrombie Hollister was like hot. Oh my God. Shit was popping. I had so much of it. And like, so... But yeah, that was when I was like wearing, you know, like skate tees and shoes and like yeah. all that stuff. Like just doing what so when tight pants started coming cool. I mean, I, you can, I've made some questionable clothing options in my past, <laughs> you know, but at the time I thought I, I was on same, it, you man. know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I so. feel like, I feel like that, dude, the Abercrombie of Fitch stuff. Oh my <laughs> God. I used, I used to wear, what was the other one? Abercrombie and Fitch and what? Hollister. Hollister. Oh, yeah. It's like walking into a California p- 
perfume shop <laughs> in there, dude. It's and dark, and there's club music banging, and you're, you're going to buy a $60 polo that's questionable just <laughs> from what it looks like, you know? I mean, this is back then. I don't know what it's like today, but... They still, like... Phew. The thing that's weird to me is, like, I feel... I mean, I... I just see a lot of clothes because that's, you know, I'm the going, that's what your, I do. Yeah. But like, dude, like Hollister's like come along. They've like, they've, they've tried to keep up with the times and like, you know, they do like track suits and stuff now that oh. like, but like high school kids wear it, which is, they still, they still have their demo, which is that's wild to me, yeah. but they, yeah, it's they kind of to last this long. As a company, you know what I mean? To go yeah. through the internet. I mean, like, to rise with the internet because the internet <laughs> disrupts so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Same with, like, American Eagle. They, yeah. do. they sell, they sell a lot of clothes, which I won't, like, I ain't shitting on them or nothing, but American Eagle has some, like, decent quality stuff, too, I will say. I, yeah. Every, every once in a while, I'll feel some of theirs and be like, ooh, do you, heavyweight. Do you ever go into, or do you find yourselves... Do you find yourself interested in going into shops that are not vintage shops and just looking at clothes and like do you buy new clothes too personally or do you mostly um, wear vintage stuff So I do wear new stuff but if I do it's usually like mer like artist merch yeah. that I buy I'll yeah. buy like artist merch <laughs> or like you know Me fucking too, Yeah dude. like this is literally the I story. don't or like a brand like a I got a coffee shop shirt like last month. Somebody who owns a coffee shop gave me a shirt. You're like, I, I the mean, fuck I'm not going to not wear it. it. Yeah. yeah. No. It looks it, cool. Like, but as far as like going into other stores, no, I actually, I, I worked at the mall for yes. like a year and a half up. Uh, Cause I, you know, wanted to learn a little bit of rap about like retail. that side of retail. And uh, so I try not to go back there as much as I can just, but, but. Like when I was working there, like yeah, I would go into those other stores like H and M, like yeah, PacSun, all that stuff, and still check it out. But for the most part, like no, I don't like. I, I just most of the stuff I don't like, and or it's horrible quality. Yeah, like so you can you can sense that now as because I feel like I can kind of sense quality of clothing just based off the way it feels. But like I feel like you probably inspect clothing. At I mean, this point, yeah, like for sure. Yeah, I definitely like pick it apart. I can yeah. sometimes, but like it's just, yeah, like working. I worked at, I guess I won't say <laughs> because <laughs> for fear of nothing, but yeah, yeah, I worked at a just like a you know, spot, your regular spot in the mall, spot in the mall. Yep. and uh, like they. It was like Zoomies. I'll just say that, but it wasn't yeah. Zoomies. And, um, it was the other. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez. laughs> and uh, so like the, but like 80, 90% of the clothing that went through there besides like champion stuff, uh, you know, is just like the most fast fashion costs yes. yeah. five cents to make a shirt. And it's that you're getting five wears out of it. Like it's shrinking. It's, hems are all weird and shit and like yep. it's not worth anything so like that stuff like it kind of discouraged me from like wanting to even shop there because it's like dude if i can't wear this more than five times like i don't it's not cool a cool enough piece anyway so yes. like yeah and it's a piece of shit like, yeah in terms of the build and the materials 
Yeah, it's like it doesn't. It's not worth what in a lot of those shirts too. It'll be like thirty bucks still, and you're like, dude, this is ridiculous. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like, like I don't care. Golly. Yeah, yeah, and like, and then like, there's the there is the ethical side to it too, where yeah. you're like, you know, you know where this shit's coming from. Yeah, and it's just all that dye is probably getting dumped in some river in India or whatever, and you're like, yes. Yeah, not really great dude it is so crazy to think i've never thought of this from like a personal perspective but that there that with some products i don't know about which products exactly but like let's say it's a new phone that you got it could be the case that the last person who touched it before it was in the box was not was working against their own will or like under a yeah. Like having to work in really shitty conditions. Like like the the that is so, so I mean that could be a way to view some of the supply chain of some of the products that we use in America. It's like Oh dude. The last person who touched that 5 cent shirt was, you know, overworked and barely paid and hungry as fuck. 100%. And like you know, people it's can insane. people can like call it woke, call it what you want, but like you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to be the guy making five cents an hour, you know. I wouldn't either. For like sl basically slave labor. And so then that we can have $30 shirts in America. Yeah. And like, God. it just doesn't it's sit right with me. So it's like, brutal. at the same time, I will buy brand new Nike shoes. So I am a hypocrite. You know, I like it's yes, fine. Like yeah. I, I am not above Dude, I'm wearing it either. This is even crazy. I'm wearing twelve dollar <laughs> Adidas sneakers and they're comfortable. They're nice quality. Like for what a shoe is, it costs twelve dollars. Like there's no way <laughs> I mean like so they still made money off of it. What did they pay for these fucking Right. You know, exactly. Twelve cents, maybe. I don't even twelve cents a shoe. Exactly. I mean, God. I mean, they are selling them at Sam's, so I don't know. But fuck, I don't know how all that shit works. But yeah, and it, yeah, it's 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 such a weird like thing because like you can't you can I think you can really only like be as I don't know ethical as like possible. It's not possible to be like a hundred percent like you know what i mean be like without I, living I, off the grid or like yeah like even then you're gonna have to kill some animals or something you have to kill something to like right. i mean at the end of the day you know what i mean yeah but exactly. it is hard to be it's, if you're a like a normal functioning or like a regular everyday human in our in our society it's hard. I mean, how do you even know what you're using and what you're not using that's coming from something that's like considered ethical you know unless you buy a local piece of whatever from somebody who just made it locally like a right fucking wooden chair or something <laughs> that somebody made you know it's right. like okay this is pretty ethical i'm paying you you're paying me services are pretty ethical i feel like like if i'm recording you as an artist i'm like okay this is the fee this is what i want in return and we both do our best job and we negotiate it and everybody's happy you know that's yeah. probably that's like as ethical as it gets. But yeah, who knows what half the shit that we use or whatever's it it's just the way our world is. But people yeah. people wait are waking up to it though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like way more common knowledge now to like know that 
But to really in internalize it takes an extra thought, you know, to be like, it is pretty fucked. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it, it sucks. But yeah, like you said, it is like the world we live in at this point. And like, yeah, I think it just comes down to like personal responsibility or how Agreed. you feel about it. Like, you know, it's like, cause I mean, also like, you don't have the time to look up everything you're buying and like that's just too much it's too much like for anyone that's really trying to get their do do shit you know yes. so yeah uh but it, i think but yeah that that is a part of why i like doing it as well as like just i've always done it but like like i've always thrifted and stuff like just out of necessity like <laughs> <laughs> like I, to find the clothes that fit your to fit fit me taste. yeah to fit my taste to fit my body yeah that's true <laughs> and and then like it was just like when i was like growing up like i was raised by a single mom and it was not like we had like she always took care of me like For very sure. very well like which is a lot of credit to her shout out to my mom yeah that's uh, huge that's and a lot. But, like, as far as, like, I wasn't, like, we weren't, like, going to the mall. She wasn't dropping racks on me or anything. She dropped, she dropped money on my sports equipment. But then, like, <laughs> but then like as far That's as, awesome. uh, yeah, it, it was great. My mom, yeah, my parents would do that, too. I was actually thinking about that earlier. Like, just, yeah, god damn it. <laughs> that stuff ain't cheap, dude. You buy no. a pair of basketball shoes and a new bag and, whew. And it adds up quick. Yeah, you got to travel. You got to drive here. You got to drive out Jerseys. Yeah. All of it, man. You got to drive to Jasper on a Monday night. Oh, like, my. Dude, that's the thing. Like, there goes my night. Yeah. Well, I like hope a, they fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I hope my son, like, plays. God dude, damn exactly. it. exactly. Like, imagine. And like, you get there, and they're like, hey, it's $8 to get in. You're like, are you fucking... <laughs> kidding me for what to watch two bullshit a basketball game i don't you know whatever. i'm just kidding no you're no you're 100 right though because like i mean it That's is just probably what goes through some people's minds well i mean like i didn't as a when you're that age i didn't really think about that as much like definitely no, no. like with travel and stuff because like you know we're going out of town every weekend and whatnot yes. but but with like yeah like a high school sports it was like God, I really don't want to drive to this game on a Monday or <laughs> Tuesday night. Like, I might get in for five minutes. I know, ah, I know. And the know? team sucks. You yeah. Know, like, uh, <laughs> it's like our basketball team sucks this year, you know, but our sons will just insist on playing. So, okay, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> We're Which is do all it. good, but it's like, I, dude, what's funny is you're right because when I was in high school, I played several sports and my parents went to every sporting event except for golf they would not go to golf which i do not blame them yeah. that's got to be a pretty brutal unless you like golf i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly As a parent, i mean it it would be brutal i think i think uh a lot of walking. my mom might have been like hey do you care if i skip this track meet and i was like yeah i'm gonna be running for like 10 seconds go ahead you yeah. know but uh <laughs> other than that yeah it was the same stuff like she was always there Shout out to the parents, Shout you know, sacrificing parents, for sports and all that shit. Now as a parent, 
which Augie's only uh, one and a half, so he doesn't play any sports yet. But he does. He is playing basketball in his new basketball goal upstairs. So he he's, is a baller, though. Yeah, he loves it, dude. I just showed him how, and he like wakes up, goes straight to it, before, <laughs> starts dunking before on him. bed tonight. He's gonna be up there playing with it. He just it's new, so he loves it. But uh, yeah, dude, God, the sacrifices that parents make for kids. As a kid, you have no fucking clue. You're just living in your own little bubble of like, I want a grilled cheese and. I want to play Xbox and hundred percent fuck everything that has to do with school in general, unless you're not like that. But that was me at least. I just I did fine, I guess. But like, fuck, I Dude, I hated it. It's weird. I don't even remember. Oh, I like the social aspect. I love seeing my friends. But exactly. Like, I I like blocked stuff. I don't even know what was going on. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? Well, I don't even like you know. Remember doing homework and stuff. It's like. What what was that? Like, I don't even know how much homework I actually did. You that's know what, what I'm mean? thinking. I'm like, because math, dude. Most of me getting through math was getting to school early and copying someone's homework, and then like bullshitting a test. I mean, that's the reality of that is our education school. system. Yeah, like, genuinely. that's what we could do to get by. And like, then when I got to college, it was hard as fuck. So like a lot of it and then uh and then went but then i when i got to full sale and i had to take some gen ed stuff so like some other math and whatever just like some general shit that didn't transfer that was like a time where i'm like oh okay i'm 20 21 years old okay i know what's going on now it's school you got to like learn this then you got to apply this it was like it took me that long to get serious about school I don't think I was ever, I mean, you know, you I understand that time, but it's like, I never took the education serious. Like that, what you put in is what you get out. I didn't cross my mind. I don't even know if that ever crossed my mind as a kid that like school was important. I feel it. I didn't fucking care, you know? Yeah. Like nobody explained it to me. My parents didn't think like that, you know, to explain. I think my mom did like, really try and push that education on me mm-hmm. as far as like at a younger age but i don't i didn't like a lot of it mm-hmm. if that makes sense like i did fine in school did pretty good probably but like it was never like i only liked actually like you know history or whatever yes yeah it's like and probably it was probably based off of a teacher that like also was like uh, a good yes history that, that also you can make I mean? such a difference yeah. yes yeah but no like but yeah like math and stuff like it just doesn't click it doesn't and and i don't think that it matters like i'm not using for that yeah for yeah, me personally exactly. like if you're somebody that wants to go into doing anything that involves a math you know yeah. architecture whatever like dude that's awesome hell yeah but it is so crucial that they are into that exactly yes like it has to be that way but like then for yeah i'm the same way it's like i mean, I know like arithmetic and so i think i think about numbers a lot more now from a different angle but like i do not i mean equations like i just there's really no what am i gonna do <laughs> <There's> <laughs> i no, don't even know yeah. it's like a tool set that i just don't feel like i need correct from a mathematical i mean i work with numbers a lot based off of like some accounting stuff for the record label and like management, but then like everything else that's creative, I don't need anything. 
like that for, as a tool. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Sometimes in plugins and computer shit, I just, but yeah. I mean, I guess I get why they introduce it to us, but like, maybe there should be math like, for sure. Yeah. And, but like, somebody should like interview you at some point and be like, so let me get a diagnosis of how your brain works. Right. And, and just quickly diagnose, like, yeah, he ain't, I wouldn't send him in there. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't he doesn't need to be in the fuck. AP math. He wants to go paint or he wants to go play right. the piano or like, Give him and something else. Give go him sharpen book, those you know? skills, you know? Like, yeah. I don't, yeah, it's, we could so, talk dude, about Dude, somebody that else who fucking, somebody else who loves maths, like these fucking, <laughs> they don't even understand, you know? <laughs> like, dude, fucking trig rocks. Yeah. And I'm dude, like, so. no, it, it does to you. Yeah. And I'm glad Thank that it rocks. Exactly. Yeah. But when, and then we're into other shit, like, you know, the shit that lights us up. I don't even know what lights me up anymore. I mean, like just music in gen, like just working in music in general. I think there's just different. At- like I get super stoked after someone lays down a great part, right? Jumping up and down, but then like the next morning, I'm if I get an email from anybody that I send an email <laughs> to, I get so excited. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like a response. Oh, shit, yeah, look. <laughs> do you get like? Do you still get pumped if like you? are like recording a band and then like after they leave and then you're like, Ooh, I want to dive into this edit. Mm-hmm. Like, do you get, Oh yeah. And just start going in there and tinkering with stuff. And like, yeah. I would imagine. It, sometimes it like, it feels daunting, but that's why I, and mostly everybody's, I mean, nobody I work with is truly on any sort of like demanding time clock. Right. You know, I don't work at that level yet. But some stuff requires a time strength, but most stuff that I record doesn't. So it's like I can record something for I can like I can record something for a couple weeks maybe because that's how most of my sessions are. It's like I'll record a bit like so the Chugs just came through. They're a surf rock band and they're dude, they're fucking badass. Like literally their guitar tones are so dirty and like it's like classic surf rock and they're all the songs are about Ham's beer. I wanna I I'll show, heard, I'll you, show yeah, you a we'll demo before you, before you leave. Yeah, because we record. So we did. So like for them, for example, them, they came in Thursday night, set up all their shit. We got all the microphones set, did a sound check. Friday night after work, they all come in and we record till 10 at night. Next morning, they're here at 8. We record from 8 until like 8 at night on Saturday. So just Hell two days. Yeah. yeah, it's like two. It's almost like two. A one six hour session and one like t- 10 to 12 hour session Fuck to yeah. do all of the heavy lifting, which is like drums, bass, guitars, some vocals, but not really. We don't, I don't think, actually don't even know if we got into vocals. And then they came back Tuesday, two days, what is, yeah, two yeah. days ago, and uh, did a bunch of vocals on two songs. So then today they're coming back to do vocals on more songs. And then it's just you build it out. Hell but yeah. then, like, for example, last night, or two nights ago, after we did vocals, I listened to the two tracks right before I went to bed. In my earbuds that I always listen to, and I shut my eyes and I listened to it, and I just did a quick mix, but I listened to it, and I was like, this is badass. Like, it's not done. It's not there yet. Like, it's not there yet, but it's like, I'm so stoked to dive in and get this vocal, because I won't touch it again until we're done with the rest of the record, and then I'll go mix it all. But that's what I was saying. Like to have like a little bit of gap between recording it and mixing it, because I do both. 
helps me separate myself for a second and then yeah. come back in with the the ears of a listener versus the ears of a recording engineer where I'm like, that part needs this. That It's like, no, 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 that's all over with. Now just mix it, you know? Yes. and Make it tight, make it balanced, make it... That makes sense. Make it fucking hit, though. Like, I am not afraid anymore to just do shit, whatever it takes to make something hit, which I'm not saying I'm there yet, but, like, that's the aim, you know what I mean? Right. It's like pumping thick. If it's not hitting it's not working, you know, like it's not there yet. It's got to bounce out of the fucking speakers. Feel know? it. Feel it, dude. That's the only, because dude, at the end of the day, this is what I've been thinking so much of lately. At the end of the day, that is the only type of music, I don't care if it's a piano, a soft piano ballad and a singer. If it doesn't hit you, nobody wants to fucking hear it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's way too much other good music to listen to to not listen to for your song to not be great like it has to that's the level that i feel like that we're aiming for in whatever right now is like it has to be at that level or else nobody's gonna listen to it because there's Vibes, way too much dude. good music to listen to you know yeah we gotta aim for just popping out just like whoa just dope you know yeah. whatever it is exactly it doesn't yeah i agree it doesn't matter the genre or whatever, as long as if it if it, it can make you feel something, it's like ooh, it's a little different. Damn, That's a little cool. special. Yeah. Is there anything lately that you found that you were like in music specifically that you were like, uh, ooh, this is kind of this um, is interesting. Is there anything you're into that's new? Well, that the, you're that's new to you. It doesn't have to be. The past like two weeks, I think uh, the Polyphia record has been Polyphia. Yeah. They're like a hard. It's hard to describe now because like even they're they're instrumental, um, like metal heavier okay. stuff. But like on their new album, it's like half instrumental, and then half they have like featured vocals, and they have like a song that's almost like hyper pop okay. style, and then like. A song they have like two songs with different rappers, Snot really? in Lil West, and then like uh Steve Vai. He's like a he's played with like he played in like Frank Zappa's band. Yeah, Steve Vai. He's like a legendary shredder. Okay. And that's that's like so Polivia, their lead guitarist, Tim Henson, is a certified shredder. Like he's okay. insane. And yeah, so was Steve, he in something before this? Uh, no, like that's this like, is, has this been around for a long time? Pol I think Pol their first album came out like 2014, maybe. Oh, shit, something okay. like that. But yeah, dude, they're that's been honestly blowing my, blowing my mind. But are they combining like rock and hip hop and pop? Yeah, it's all, yeah. I mean, it it's so you almost have to listen to it, but it is, it's all like. It's like technical instrumental music. Okay. And then they, but it's all like the way that it's written is not like it's written for the instruments they're playing at it on, if that makes okay. sense. Yes. Like there's some videos that I've watched, like where Tim explains, like, talks about his actual music making process. And he's like, yeah, like a lot of times I don't write on guitar, like he'll write it in MIDI. And then, oh, okay. And then, 
figure out how to play it on guitar. And it's like... Interesting. So, it, so it's the digital... It's the total opposite of what like... Uh, like, for example, the strangers who I work with. Total opposite of them. They will write everything on their instruments, play it a billion times between, right. you, know, you know, in their basement and then live, and then track that. Yes. And get it as close to what it is in real life. This is the opposite process <laughs> yeah. where like you're in a digital box writing out a melody that you think is cool right. and then teaching yourself how to play it on the guitar and then recording it back into the computer. That's so crazy. That's awesome. I mean, I love how like that Dude, differs. I think you'll, That's great. I think you would like their stuff, especially just from like a production standpoint, because like, dude, the way they mix sounds and genres is yeah. super interesting to me. And I think that's what like really has made me just continue to like listen to it because it's, yeah, it's just like, you can, you can keep listening to it and hearing and you're like, what the, you know, it's just always, it's interesting. That's cool. That's when shit gets cool is when it gets, yeah. Like you just said, interesting. Yeah. That's what, that's why, that's how I think people our age fall in love with new music. It's like, as you get older, the way to fall in love with new music versus like getting stuck in like a, I only listen to stuff I listened to when it was cool to listen to this stuff. You right. know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, you just like shit some, on some levels because your friend likes them. Yeah. It's just the way that you get introduced. But at this level, it's like, I don't know. Some, I mean, that still happens a lot, but like, Sometimes you just come across, like, for example, we were at Louder Than Life, the music festival, Chloe and I are walking around, and we see, we just hear this music that it sounds like hip hop with guitars, like shredding guitars, and we walk up, it's a DJ, a guitarist, and then like two or three rappers, uh, maybe there was another guitar bass, I don't know, but there was definitely a DJ back there, not a drummer, I don't think. Maybe there was a drummer. Fuck, I can't remember. But we walk up, and it's they're the band. They're a band called the Oxymorons. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't actually. I'll send you their shit. But they're I think they're doing pretty well right now. At least they like when I looked. Uh, I thought that's what it was. But they have a badass manager. She's fucking badass. And um, but what we were just were witnessing. That, I'm like, dude, these guys are throwing down, and it's oh, yeah. loud, and their music was hitting, and I'm like holy shit this is cool and that was so that was like just literally discovering new music you know what i mean like boom out of nowhere i'm like i've never heard anything like this this is sick dude well, their energy was so half like fucking in it live, there's nothing like live music i don't think especially if you're trying to get your sound across because yes. like it doesn't matter how you sound on I mean, it does matter how you sound on a record, but like you can make your record sound any way you want to at this point. Yeah. And then, but how you translate that live like matters so much. And it's, it's like, so much stuff. You, I don't know. You, you can just, sometimes you see someone live and you're like, that's way better. Like, I don't even want to listen to their, <laughs> yeah. like, you the know, the record doesn't yeah. get it. Yeah. It doesn't do it justice yeah. whatsoever. And you're like, okay but yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think and it does i guess it does in its own way because usually it's different in a lot of ways you know unless you're like a like a rock band who literally like plays live and then records like the same thing like that's i guess that's where it's like well but even then dude the energy the sound system whatever like the live experience is but but the performance part of it is not a guarantee that's why i feel like 
that's where an artist who's recording and also who's going to be performing live, like you got to have that stage presence and that comfortability, but also that like risk taking, like you're like, we feel like we're like on the edge of what you're doing. Like I remember we were just talking about this or me and Chloe were talking about this. Um, I remember Khalid. Yeah. When he first came out, which was like 2017 or 2018 when I first, I don't know. I remember seeing him perform at like Bonnaroo or like, like Okeechobee, like a big festival like that. And he was playing on a, not the main stage, but like the next size down big stage. And he had dancers. And I remember thinking like, he doesn't have that thing yet. Like he doesn't, he, he's, he's, his recordings are huge and he's like, his personality is really cool. But his stage thing, I was like, I can still tell he's working out him, who he is on the stage. You know? Right. That was at least what I felt. But but then you see somebody who's like a seasoned veteran, and it's like, like you see the chili pepper, like I saw the chili peppers last month. Oh, yeah. And it's like, dude, oh my God, this is so entertaining. Like you, you're <laughs> just like mesmerized by their stage presence. It's just four dudes, simple stage stage setup cool lights but like their energy their, their yeah. presence was so big because they've been oh my god i mean dude how many hours have they been on stage at this point you know what i mean they're like most of their lives yeah yeah it's such a natural thing they know how to entertain even if like you said it's just four dudes playing some instruments up there like oh my it god. doesn't have to be crazy they're just they're good you know at what they're they just, do and they're so like explosive like they it's like they're such explosive people at this point like through what they do but then so then i, I was thinking about it like this too uh, at the time because when we saw them pull up i told the story during cody jones's episode but i'm gonna reiterate real quick that's a funny for it. you should listen i mean you don't have to but like <laughs> if you like if you like just like talking about this type of stuff we talk about this type of shit like the whole fucking pot because he was at louder than life too so we're hell like yeah but like when we we were leaving the backstage area to go to the main venue to at Louder Than Life to go because we were we we had artist passes so we could do whatever we wanted pretty much, right. <clears throat> which was amazing. It was a fucking great deal <laughs> to get this arrangement. But we're leaving the backstage area and we were gonna watch the Peppers and we were gonna dip out and get out of town before the crowd let out because we had a couple hours drive home still. Right. And we're walking from the backstage to the main venue, and it's like this this kind of like a road. Backstage is like a village. It's like right. a fucking There's a bunch of trailers pop-up and shit. village. Yeah, it's bigger <laughs> than some towns, you know? And like, so, but but they're like, hey, watch out, watch out. Here comes these uh, three SUVs at the time, black SUVs. Looks like, literally looks like the presidential, uh, you know, yeah. whatever, caravan. And uh, I see... One passes, two passes, and then the last one, the window was down, and I could see Chad Smith, the, <laughs> the drummer, and I'm like, like we were like right there, like passing us. I'm like, holy shit, I think that's the Peppers, and literally, I'm not kidding. At that time, their show in the main venue on the main stage starts, like the lights, you know, whatever. Oh, it's their like intro prepping. was starting. Yeah, their intro, like <laughs> their preparation thing was going their intro was going off they were still backstage so then their trucks <laughs> drive in. pull in and what my friend or cody the uh the photographer of the strangers takes a video and it's you can hear me and they're being like holy shit look it looks like the president like because they're like 
it's like, you know, this like formal line. It pulls up backstage, and as we exit backstage into the main venue, and we walk around, then you can see the make the big stage. I'm not kidding you. Like as they pull up, it's like 20 seconds, 15 seconds. <laughs> They're running on stage, grabbing their instruments, and then within, within another 15 seconds, they explode into the first song with bass and drums. Flea and Chad dive in and just they're going hard. They just like get into it. And then John uh, Fushante is tuning up. His, you know, here he steps in, then he's playing. And then all of a sudden, they're all just like ripping it. And then they bust into a hit record that everybody fucking knows, just like massive song. And then here comes um, Anthony Kiedis, runs out on stage. <laughs> whatever that fuck is. <laughs> and then, I don't know if that was the song, but it's just this huge show for an hour and 45 minutes or whatever it was, and then they leave, and then... But dude, Anthony Kiedis, I th- I'm almost 95% sure rode in a different SUV that showed up <laughs> like a minute or three minutes later than the rest, because there was only three. Dude, I mean... That's they had their own part in the festival. They're just they're such a big band that they just live their own existence. Yeah. You know what I mean? And who can blame them, man? They're like, we've been doing this for so long. We don't we don't yeah. need to network. That's we don't the need thing. to meet yeah, you. It's like, you know? Yeah, it's like it would be all the other bands are trying to fucking jerk each other. Be like, what? Well, yeah, yeah, you're like small ah, ones what's are. good, what's good? You know, like Yeah. Where are you guys from? Yeah. Trying to meet everybody. Who's your manager? Yeah, take our C D, dude. <laughs> you know? But I mean, it's just invaluable, like to have those experiences, like that's what, it's the same sort of principle as like when we grew up in this small town with no outlet for people who wanted to have a counterculture musical outlet, which in that day would have been like a rock band or like a hip hop group or like even like DJing, you know, it wasn't counterculture, but just no one, a DJ in Fort Branch when we were growing up, which is not that long ago, 20 years ago, whatever was somebody who plays either on the radio station or at um weddings. <laughs> yeah. Those are DJs. It wasn't it wasn't like like at one you know finally towards the end of high school I was actually like mixing sets and like doing stuff and Oh dude. Dude, you helped out. Dude, you were like the third person in Premium Playlist. Like me and Jordan started it and then Premium Playlist Entertainment Dude, it was so much fun though. I loved doing that shit, bro. It was so much fun. I mean, like, we there was a couple fifth quarter, or I don't even know. It wasn't necessarily fifth quarter. It was just like in the gym. you rented it out, right? Yeah, like you yeah. threw a couple down there. Yeah, but yeah, like we had to have find our own shit to do, dude. Like, there's made up our own fun. Yeah, I mean. Look, look at, we're at we're in your basement right now in your studio like doing still doing podcast, the same thing <laughs> doing a podcast at 10 40 or whatever 11 40 on a fucking thursday like we're still just but dude like i was just thinking you you grew up as a only child so like yeah. you were the type of person who gravitated towards stuff that was fun and different and unique that other people were doing as well I was not an only child, but my sister's 13 years older than me. My brother's 10 years older than me. And like, by the time I went to kindergarten, my sister went to college at IU. So I, you know, I just right away, 
I don't see her that much. You yeah. Know? And I mean, we've always still been close throughout the years, thank God. But like, we're just not physically close. Like, right. So she always have li- lived elsewhere. My brother, he's just being 10 years older, like same thing. He didn't go to college, but he went to the school of life. You know, right. like he dove into his own counterculture and... Uh, but like he wasn't around tons either. So like I was sort of an only kid for sure. with really older siblings, you know? Yeah. And I, I know what you mean. Like, like when you, if you came over to my house, I didn't have siblings. Around, right. It was, yeah, know? it was just you. It was just me. Yeah. Colin was there. Colin was there. Yeah. My nephew. God, he was younger though, dude. Yeah. <laughs> At dude, that he's age. Like, he's like or ni- No, he's 19 now. It's not. It dude. seems crazy. Cause like at the time Colin was like eight or something six (laughs) no literally he was probably like between six and eight i mean yeah but but having having dude that's so funny that you say you brought up the old gym too because i was thinking about this lately because i'm so i'm throwing an event i'll fucking announce it right now because this is going out tomorrow so yeah uh yeah we're throwing wally opus presents the first record label showcase we're throwing it on sunday december 18th Doors at five, music at six. Tickets are on sale now on eventbrite.com forward slash Wally Opus Presents. I don't even know. This is something. Go get your tickets. Go get your tickets. Dude, some people have already bought tickets, which is fucking amazing. I've just been sending out personally the link to people. Um, So the (laughs) call. Those pre sale. (laughs) Pre sale. I did say, I sent it to people. I said, send this to friends and family. I want them to buy tickets first. Which I I do think it's gonna sell out, but I don't think it's gonna be like really hard to get tickets to this event. But I am confident that we are gonna sell this sucker out. That's what it, it feels right because it's three hundred seats. It's at okay. stage two. That's what I was gonna ask. At, yeah, stage two at three two one. Which I'm gonna talk. You know, we uh, that name. I, I I'm not meaning it's any offense, and <laughs> and maybe they really love it. Maybe they have a good reason. But stage two at three two one. When I tell people that. They don't know what I'm talking about ninety <laughs> percent of the time, and maybe that's the point. I don't know, but but it's a great venue, good location. Parking is questionable, but we'll figure that out. And uh, it's three hundred seats, and we're renting a sound system from. Dude, do you remember? You might actually remember this. Town Fest. We threw a festival in Fort Branch. Did it two years in a row. Yeah. Uh. Like I was involved in it two years in a row, and Cooper was involved in it. And the la- the second year, Sean, I think his name's Sean Black, and he works in Fort Branch. He lives in Fort Branch. Works for he was, he's in a band called Five Below. I think that's what they're called. Okay. And, and I don't know if I know them, uh, but they're cover band, but they're older guys. Okay. Than us, I mean, forties, fifties, I think. But his sound system is nuts dude i mean he's got like a mini festival style sound system and so it's like what you would have at the small stage at a big music festival you'd have the main stage you'd have a side stage and then maybe a small stage that like local bands or like smaller acts play on that's the size of the sound system it's like got like I don't even like. He's just got he's got the line array system that hangs down like in front of the yeah. stage, you know, and like lights. So he had that at the second year of um, uh, Town, Town Fest. Fest, yes, and it was so good. It was just awesome. 
So then I hit him up and I said, "Do you still have that sound?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm still. We got the band and everything." I'm like, "Oh, it's badass. Is it? Is it like? Would you rent it to me?" And he's like, "I'll rent it to you and provide a sound engineer because it's kind of a complicated yeah. thing for this price." That's so it was like, boom. So we locked it in. So like we're investing in a really nice sound system. Uh, Nice, like nice vibe in there. I like Ethan. Ethan Douglas. Do you know who that is? Ethan Douglas. I I don't. Okay, he's younger than us, but he he's an Evansville USI senior. But he uh great. He's got a great visual eye, and he's a graphic design major. But he's been helping me with like posters. He did the Strangers tour poster, Atlas okay. the Dogs tour poster. He's been helping us with shit. Hell yeah! So he's helping with like curate that. We're doing some art inside, like installations. Nice, dude. Yeah, like so we're. We're like doing it right. It's going to be an event event. Yes. Not we're trying to line up. It's not locked in yet. But we're trying to line up some sort of like live streaming side of it. Okay. Get the whole thing on the internet as it's yeah. happening with like host, you know, like make it a fucking event. But the point was, I was just telling me and Claire were talking about this. I'm like, I don't call myself a promoter or someone who puts on shows. I don't call, I don't like, it's not like a service I provide, but it is something that I, along with the help of others, have been doing since I was in like eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like you were there for a lot of the shows that we had in high school, especially, but even like, you know, just like all that, like school dances, all that shit. Yeah. Sometimes dude. we would throw, put them on ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like parents would chaperone and like we'd charge a dollar at the door, a fucking dollar. Dude. A fucking dollar. What the? <laughs> Can't do nothing for a dollar. Well, that's these the days, cheapest dude. show you'll ever find. Exactly. It's free, but. Dude, no, those were like, yeah, I, I think that's definitely like something I've wanted to get into more as well. Not necessarily, like you said, like not calling myself a promoter or not right. doing it like for a specific, like even purpose, honestly. But like, mm -hmm. I, there need, I think they're, that just needs to be more of that around in town in general of like cool people doing cool. Not that I'm, not that I'm cool, but like cool people doing cool shit. Yeah. There's not just, tons of that. There, a diver, diverse <laughs> there shit too. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Like different. It, yeah. Like dude, sure. We can have a farmer's market every Friday. Right. But we get 16 of those. Yeah. But like, how, are, which are great, but, yeah. you know what it's right. the same thing every week so you gotta add something you know here and there that's different which like you know there is stuff around town that's fun too but not enough something in my opinion though. yeah even different from like like we have like a lot of bar music venues not a lot we have like six but like it's it's where you can go if you're 21 mostly after eight you can go and then drink and listen to most of the time, pretty decent music. Sometimes really good music. Yeah. Sometimes it's pretty rough, you know, but like right. that's the music experience. But then to have something, and then there's shows there a lot too, one-off shows. Right. And then you bounce straight to like the Victory Theater, the old National Events Plaza. Then right. you go even bigger to the Ford Center, but it's like there's no that in between. Correct. There's no operating music venues, but this is what I've been thinking so much of the last uh, couple months is like at least month is like don't look at don't don't limit your music venue choice to just bars not even oh like, dude like i know get, like 
because that's where I was so focused because that's where everybody else plays. But I started thinking, like, remove that from the table. What else is available that, like, fits, like, between two to 500 people? That's a good size for where I'm at, like, for, like, throwing events. It's, like, several hundred people, not a tiny room. I don't want a small space because it's going to be loud music. Right. But I don't need the Victory Theater, which costs, you know, 10 grand or whatever. It does. I don't even know. But, like, exactly. it's expensive. Very. And you got to fill 2,000 seats. Like, I can't, but I need that midsize. So, like, that's why this small theater works perfect. Even with the Strangers show in March was at the Astra Theater in Jasper. Mm-hmm. Dude, 357 seats, awesome. You know, right. filled that bitch up. Yeah, there's great. no... there, yeah, But it's not exactly necessarily right. like a music venue that they have shows all the time, you know? Yeah. So you, people have, like you said... We have to th- like if if we don't put those on, they don't happen. You exactly. know what I mean? Jeez. <laughs> Polar is really good. Polar. Mm-hmm. I never had that. A little more expensive, honestly, but. I mean, dude, it's not none of it's fucking cheap. It's really not. But but yeah, we were just saying it's important to have a spot for fucking people to develop their shit and to try shit out and like. In our case, it's to promote what we have going on. And have have you ever thought about throwing your own, like a uh, vintage showcase or like I don't know what that or like fashion show like Phil did something like that. So as far as not like a, I probably wouldn't do a fashion show like per se like Phil just because he produced all that stuff. Like he's cutting and sewing and gotcha. dying and kind of making like a whole collection, which I personally like. I I don't make clothes yet. Like I haven't really gone into producing stuff. Um, but more so, yeah, like in the future definitely wanna do like pop ups with yeah. especially with Tate and the bus. Um yeah. shout out to Bluebird Hot Chicken uh, coming soon, you know. Fuck. <laughs> so um yeah, we plan on doing stuff like that, like just having little pop ups and events, uh food and Yep. Clothes and art and music, all, you know, I want to do all that stuff. Um, definitely. And then, like, uh, Tate's also been doing uh, reworking stuff himself. So, like, taking old blankets, old clothes, kind of cutting them up, making, you know, redoing stuff. And, uh, really? Yeah. Into clothes? Yeah. Wow. So, like, he's been sewing, he's been on his, He's been going Did crazy. Did Lisa show him how to sew? Yeah, like he's like he he's known for a while, but then like he said, he just hadn't done it in a while, and then like probably I don't know, probably like six months ago or so, started making stuff, and so there's plans on like doing all kinds of shit with that. We haven't made a set plan yet, but uh, yeah, definitely like. It's badass, dude. Yeah, I really... Fuck, that's cool. As far as with that stuff, um, it's called Empty, by the way. We, like, yeah. Yeah, we'll... we'll, That's cool. It'll... it'll, That stuff will come out here soon more. Um, But, yeah, yeah, like, that and... um, Tate's been doing all the work, basically, as far as, like, sewing and stuff. And then I just want to help with like creative direction really Dude, and yeah. shit like that Taste like making yeah exactly thing. Right. yeah and That's, it's actually like really valuable for, for tate 
if Tate's going to, which by the way, <clears throat> Tate is like your best buddy, yeah. best friend, Tate. And he's also my cousin. Exactly. So, yeah. That's how far we all, that's how deep we all go. <laughs> but, uh, but that's, yeah, that's going to help with Tate. I mean, if Tate's doing like the crafting, you know, to have, it's kind of like a, you know, if, an, if a musician's playing an instrument, it's like a coach kind of like a, a guide, you know, to tell, like, to be like, well, like you look at a lot of fucking clothes and you wear clothes and you like deal with clothes all the time. So like having that input to know what clothes should look like is going to be really useful. Yeah, I think... You you hit it on the head with the tastemaker thing. Like if anything, like I'm not saying that I have I know. crazy, I know. you know, like well, well, but you know, all, like all, in all humbleness. Yeah, no, I just think yeah. like it's like uh, that would probably be the most accurate way to describe it, though. Just because, like, yes. I, I, it's not like I'm a great creator per se. Like I do create, you know, some here and there, but like for the most part, it's more so of, yeah, like seeing stuff and taking it in a certain direction, you know, and fine tuning details and little things here and there then. But you'll you'll probably be able to say at some point after you guys are off and like, maybe you're already saying stuff, but like, I'm, I'm imagining that it like the conversation could also be if Tate's got something going and then you're like, Ooh, that kind of looks like this, and then you pull up like a jacket or a shirt that's sort of similar, but it's like, yeah, but we should go this direction with it. You know, it's like, right? All of that stuff is going to help direct what you guys are up to. You know, that's awesome, dude. Keep me in the loop about what's going on. I want to, yeah, help support or like, you know, whatever I can do to help as well. Yeah, I don't think it'll cool be. Shit. It won't be too long before he starts. I'm sure posting about that stuff and getting like some drops together. Cause I know he already has quite a few pieces made, but yeah, something, something like that as well as like, we want to create that feel, you know, once yeah. again, like kind of, you know, m- might do like smaller drop at the beginning, but then like really make a kind of a campaign out of a set, number of items or whatever and yes, be like okay yeah. do a cool photo shoot do this that make some content and really push it like proper you know and they could it could all just be limited run stuff to begin make oh it all five, it will be yeah 10 of these and five of these and yeah 100 percent. yep Dude. which i think is the way but like yeah because then you could scale it as it gets bigger or maybe it's just not a skill maybe it's a custom threads type thing but yeah limited yeah reworks of different things and i'm sure it'll evolve over time too like of what we're reworking or yeah what you're making yeah and i would like to do um yeah produce some stuff eventually i think that makes sense i feel like that's the natural progression of what you're up to yeah even just if it's like some t-shirts with a cool design you know say midwest vintage or whatever but i think it i I think like it i don't know i go two ways on i think after buying my own i just launched my own merch for Mm -hmm. wally opus it's a sweatshirt a t-shirt and a hat and i did it through printful so that i don't have to fulfill they fulfill it for me i get a cut of the profits because i set the price 
I've only sold like a couple items in a week, which is fine. I don't yeah. know. But it's awesome actually. But uh so to you know, just to like see it that they go on my website, buy it, and then I don't have to have I don't have to put up, you know, three grand to get sweatshirts, shirts, and hats embroidered and, and have shipped the stock. to me and then have to go ship it to people. Right. That's what we used to do. Or that's what, well, I mean, we still do it to some ship for like some projects I work with. But like, I hate fucking with that stuff. So like for me, that's not the most important thing right now because I don't have like tons of people to buy merch from right. anything I do. So, it, But it doesn't cost me anything other than a little extra on my website to have a commerce section. But to to have custom merch and then now that i have a couple i wear this fucking hat 27 exactly 24 7 but like <laughs> take it off for a few hours to sleep but like that the shirt too and i I just ordered a bunch of more sweatshirts and shit for myself and because i'm like it's it's like being a fucking plumber you get your damn logo on your shirt and mm -hmm. your hat and you go do it and you're like an advertisement for what you do you yes your I mean? uniform it's your 100%. uniform exactly and you yeah. work at the company maybe i'll change my mind one day but like i didn't have merch for a long time because i thought it was an unnecessary expense now that i just got this other thing where i don't have to buy much i'm late to the fucking party i've heard about it i just never signed up now that i'm on it i'm like this is the way to go for like merch. I don't, right. I don't know how it's ethically sourced, so that's probably an issue. That's fine, but you know, the shirts that they print locally are not ethically sourced, most likely, or maybe they are. I don't know, but like, but dude, earlier when we were talking about quality, I forgot I wanted to mention this. I heard Tim Ferriss. Do you know who I'm talking about? Podcast dude. I don't think I do actually. Spence actually turned me on to him. Tate's older brother, Spencer, also my cousin. <laughs> Also a great friend. Shout out Spence. Shout out Spence. We all love him. He uh, who just moved to Indy. Yes, he did. Enough. Congrats. Uh, congrats. Congrats to Megan. Congrats to everybody. Uh, but he turned me on to Tim Ferriss. And I remember Tim Ferriss saying, if you're going to invest in merch or you're going to ask somebody to buy a piece of your merch, T-shirt specifically, I think is what he's talking about, make it a nice quality T-shirt. Mm -hmm. Like make it a really quality item that somebody can wear if it's a t-shirt for the next 20 years. Yes. You know what I mean? And then maybe hopefully it lasts longer than that in terms of a piece of clothing. But like it's going to be free advertising for you forever. Right. And they're going to respect you for having such a quality item. Yes. If they know, if they're aware of that sort of thing. Oh, dude. I think, uh, I do think that uh, sometimes too, like, the credit isn't given to the consumer mm -hmm. like where it's like i think that if you do get that high quality t-shirt like you said and someone gets it in their hands they're like damn this thing's thick this thing's heavy like this is a nice thing like yeah they're like they do respect it like yeah. not everyone but like someone who is a i wouldn't say conscious but just someone who enjoys like clothes like they'll notice that too. They'll, they'll be like, it. yeah, they'll yeah. be like, Oh, is this hundred percent cotton? Like, Ooh, I love that. Like type thing. And yeah. Like if you want to work towards that, there's options. They are more expensive and yep. same with like sourcing, like union made USA stuff. Like it's always yep. going to cost more, but almost, every, well, actually 
pretty much every time if you get like some union made USA tees, like they're thick, heavy weight ring spun type stuff. And it's yeah. like, it's gas. It's like, yeah, it's going to cost more, but it's like, you can also wear this for 20 years. Like you said. Exactly. And, and it's comfortable. Like that's what, uh, and, and I get the argument to go with the cheaper. Well, if we go with the Gildan, it's going to be the Gildan sport or <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever the right. cheapest Gildan that's available. It's only going to be, you know, four bucks to print. I don't even know, you know, a hundred of them or 200 of them or whatever and get them embroidered. Right. It's like, yeah, but dude, you know what it's like to wear that shirt. It's itchy and dry and like shrinks. It just sucks. I mean, no offense to that shirt. It's got its place for like the soccer, youth football or, you know, even right. The throwaway tees, which whatever's going to get ruined, which or like your also uh, sucks, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or like your, your t-shirt for like, um, you're gonna go to this uh, fucking. I don't even. You're gonna be in this relay, and you're with three buddies, and it's right. You know, you're called the jerk offs, and it's like you got your fucking shirt. Exactly, made. dude. We understand there, but like, if it's a piece of merchandise, I don't want to buy a twenty dollar or twenty five dollar or even thirty dollar t shirt, and it's a piece of shit. It's a Gildan. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> we're not idiots, like you said. Give the consumer some credit. It's like, dude, we're not fucking idiots. Right. Make it thirty five, and get the nice. Get the nice uh, Bella canvas or like for merch. I mean, like, because that's kind of like the high end reasonable one that I see at least is like a nice Bella canvas tee. Doesn't really shrink. You got good good feel. You got that uh, comfort colors merch. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one too. You you felt that? That's like, that is, those are, uh, those tees are pretty high quality, honestly. Like, you know, even though they're newer, pretty heavyweight. I like those. I'm trying to think of what else, but yeah, like uh, recently, um, Andrew Cage's bassist yeah. uh, got me a Cage Willis. Show. Yes, Cage. oh yeah, I should have him on the podcast, dude. Definitely. Damn, I need to connect. Will you connect? Will you connect? He and I, <laughs> dude. I will. I'll send him your number. Awesome. Just be like, get on the pod. Yeah, I, I mean, want to talk. I haven't talked to him in a long time, which is crazy because he's like a badass guitarist he writes songs and plays shows and i and if the bands i work with have played with him i just didn't go to those shows for whatever reason it'd honestly be great and i bet he'd love to do it because the album's coming out soon so it'd be great for promo as well fuck damn i need to talk to him yeah all right we'll get it hooked up um but yeah so so, oh yeah no no no, sorry andrew got me he went to a turnstile show and uh J- he jpeg mafia opened for him and he knew i was a fan fucking got me a jpeg mafia shirt so clutch shout that out andrew nice. for that what a and gift. when i got it though like dude his merch is literally printed on one of the best blanks i've ever like seen for artist merch and like as soon as i got it it was like oversized tee heavyweight you know really good like thick print screen print and it was and i was like this is this tea's fire, dude. Like you know what I mean. Like I, yeah. I noticed it as soon as I got the shirt. I was like, yeah. this shirt will la-. like. I was like, damn. Like this is like even higher than. I'm I'm trying to think of like the last artist merch that I got that was that good quality, and I don't know. So, but it pro- what did it do to your perspective of him as an artist, though? Oh, dude, of course. I was just like, well, one, if you know JPEG it. Mafia, like he's like a very do-it-yourself type of dude, and okay, like I don't even know who that he's is. a. I mean, he makes all of his own beats and like he's a self-produced artist and like it's awesome. he's fantastic. Um, and 
So it didn't really surprise me that he would take the care in his merch to make it that high quality. Yeah. But it was awesome to see, you know? And like, there's been, I'm trying to think of other artists. Like, Big Sean did a couple albums ago. He did some really big, like, print t shirts for one of his albums. And I got it. And it was really good quality. It wasn't like the t shirt itself wasn't super heavyweight, but the graphics were like, top notch you know what i yeah, mean just like yeah. huge screens like super good quality and so like i was like well i feel fine paying 55 dollars for this shirt because i'm literally not gonna ever get rid of it so yeah, yeah. you know like and it's all it's like you're if it, especially if it's attached to a big show it's a piece of memorabilia mm -hmm. it's also an item that you're gonna rep so fucking proudly you also are supporting the artist like you, you right. you're aware of all these things or at least some of us are, you know, where it's like, dude, I, I love this exchange. Like, I know this is how the artist makes money. Sure. Like, that's why, that's why I don't feel bad paying or I don't feel out of place. Now, if it's like a $70 t-shirt, I'm like, right. Mm, yeah, it's tough. Be tough. Yeah. And, but like, or like the hundred dollar hoodie. Yes. You're like, Ooh, let me feel that thing first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a little, yeah. It's just like, Oh man. I don't even know. It's just a lot to drop unless they're like a super fan. I'm not a super fan really of anybody when it comes to merch. So I can't say I would drop that much on, you know, like I just, yeah. I don't go that far, but like I really, like you said, I don't think people have a problem at all with paying premium prices for premium no, goods. They you know don't. what I mean? Like uh, the weekend for, I think the after hours album, not the newest one, but okay. uh, the one before that, he, did like a collab with uh Rugi from Rude, which is like a high end okay brand. And uh yeah, he, I'm pretty sure like it was like hundred and twenty or hundred and thirty dollar hoodies, like yeah, sixty, seventy dollar tees, but I'm it all sold out. I'm sure it did. And yeah. it was all high quality. So you know, if people know what they're getting, like they'll be like, Yeah, like we'll pay for it. And it's the weekend, like he can sell Yes. <laughs> And his audience and is big arena, enough to so. have yes, and his audience is big enough and wide enough to have like a demographic of people who have one hundred and thirty dollars of disposable income specifically to buy a hoodie. I mean, but like, dude, my nephew Colin, we went down to Full Sail and his buddies. We went down to Full Sail to tour like two months ago, just to mm -hmm. tour the school. As you walk out, I mean, they're not dumb. It's like exiting through the gift shop. As you walk out. They got all this full sale merch and their stuff's pretty fucking nice. It's like good quality. I don't know the brands that they use. I didn't look, but like good quality shit, good prints, good looking graphics, premium fucking prices. I mean, yeah. it's like every college merch store. You know, it's, <laughs> dude, I went to the Notre Dame store last year. Oh, oh baby. Game. God, you better have deep pockets <laughs> if you're going in there because Phew. like everything is, I mean, we got a cup and a small football for august yeah that's what we got like because it was everything else was unreasonably yeah so expensive that i'm like like we're i'm not buying a 60 dollar snapback or like i don't even you know what i mean yeah. it's like i'm not but i want something to rep this school but i'm like i'll just take the free shirt that my in-laws got me that just says notre dame on exactly like, that's what i'm gonna rep like i can't it's we like the the stuff too like with like designers and collabs too is like it's pre pretty interesting because like it also feeds back into like what I do as far as like 
a lot of those people and it, it, it's good and it's bad because like yeah. a lot of those people are not a lot but some of those people who are buying that weekend rude collab it's like they're just buying it because it's a rude collab and like they're hoping that they can resell it so it's like you know you're making more sales but like also if you like that and you get it and then down the road you do want to get rid of it you can still That's sell true. that it again holds its value yeah and as far as like you know that Notre Dame shirt might probably isn't going to hold its value it might if it's something maybe, crazy maybe. but like you know most of the time it won't but yeah it's just it's such a strange culture with that stuff too like i don't know but i almost think and I don't know, I don't know, but like, I don't know how much stuff actually gets left over the decades that remains in good shapes that like, that like people find, you know, like, cause I, I feel like oftentimes, maybe I'm wrong in this, oftentimes the best finds are like, in my case, a recent find in my life of apparel that is old that I wear actually is, I've had it for like two years now. A Notre Dame jacket. It's a denim jacket with patches, and the sleeves are green denim. Ooh. It's got cuffs. I'll show you before. Hell we yeah! It's got a big emblem, and like the, it's just thick, and it's like really, really comfortable. It's got buttons. Everything is like in good condition. It was Chloe's dad, but it like sat dormant in his closet for like thirty years, or oh, like yeah. something. You know, it's like it just was in a time capsule for like, which was the closet for like 20 years. So then you find this thing, dude, like my, my mom, I know my mom's got this like somewhere. It's just like stacks of my brother's basketball jerseys when he was in middle school. Yeah. All these players from like back then, you know, and it's like, those are the real finds. Cause like no one even knows they're there except for like the mom who has no idea that they have any value because she's like, <laughs> oh, those are Kyle's from, you know, right. 99, you know, that's 95. That's part of the thrill of it too, you know, is like, yeah, hitting up, I don't know, running into someone that you used to know and be like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, oh, you got any old clothes? Like, I'll buy them. And they're like, what? <laughs> and like, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. You know, you like, old sports stuff old you know whatever but then like yeah bears leather jacket or right. some crazy packer and, shirt and and like especially with like uh being like where we're around here it's a lot of work where like it's yeah. very blue collar so like a lot of work wear and stuff which is a lot of what i, I personally like that stuff it it kind of shapes my style somewhat because I really like distressed, like chewed up stuff that looks like it's been worked in or has been worked in. Yeah. But like that stuff, like a lot of those people don't even like want that or see that as like even value. They probably, it might not have much value to them at all. And they're like, that's literally like something I worked in for 20, 30 years and it's gross. Or like, I've been using that shirt as an oil rag in my garage. And you're like, I understand that, but I will pay you for it. You know, you're like, like, dude, I actually feel too bad to give it to you. Exactly. Like you can just take it. It's gross. And you're like, thanks, I'm going to wash this and I'm going to wear it. And that yeah. is so funny, dude. It's but yeah, it's so fun. That is very fun. Like part of it is doing that stuff where yeah, it's like look, like 
you might not, it might not have value to you, but it does to me. And like, I know people that would, you know, like that as well. And it's, that's the, the like networking, like part of it is, uh, really, it can be frustrating at times, but it's also really fun stuff. Cause you just meet some characters too, you oh, know, yeah. like, I'm sure dude. it's just the nastier, grimier spots, like the better mm-hmm. and the more fun it is to just dig in and, you know, do See like find, find stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so It's a great. real process of discovery. Like, yeah, that's, that's all. Dude, you know, what's funny too is like, like I know what you're talking about now too, because like, I I went to a vintage shop in Nashville like a couple months ago and I almost bought this oh fuck I want to say it was like like a garage like a like a auto shop garage mm-hmm. but it had it was like a work shirt had the company name and a patch of some sort but it was like blue denim buttons but it was in like good condition but it was old and it was like I forget it was too expensive for me but like but that is like attract. I don't know why I was so attractive to an old work shirt that some dude Dale wore at the auto parts store, you know. But like, yeah, it's like a piece of time history. It's I we don't are, know. It's we're like strange so in the way that, it, like humans, you know what yeah. I mean. In the way that, like, and not everyone's like that, but definitely, like, I think more than not, a lot of people. I don't know. Maybe that. Do you think it's like a Midwest thing? I don't know. Cause I like, fucking know Because like, I don't know. Not always, but like, I think that, yeah, like, there's something romanticized about, you know, the old, like, it's like, ah, oh, this is a better time or like, this yeah. is a different time or yeah. this was whatever. But it's like something that we can't fit. We can't physically go back to that yes. time and experience that, but we can own a piece, piece of, of it. it. And like, that's... I, yeah, I think that's like a lot of it. Uh, Dude, I, but I, I have a very similar, like when you're describing that, I'm like, that is an infatuation that I have with like, like there's a, there's a part of Evansville on the west side down by Lamasco, that skate park mm-hmm. down by Franklin Street kind of. There's like areas there and then there's some areas over by Bossy Field where like it's industrial old industrial buildings and like i i when we get down there i it sounds so weird but like i like it i feel good no i understand it because i feel in touch with a previous generation's building of america like this building of like they like they literally built shit here like this is where the country was came from stuff like this factories like this i don't really feel that when i go to like toyota i think it's fucking insane when i'm there i'm like <laughs> wow this place yeah. is insane it's like the building itself is like alive with right all these robots and fucking stairways and bullshit like all this crazy shit but then going to see like an old factory that i don't even know if it's in use anymore you know it's like wow this place is great like it's just you can feel so much yeah among it you know i've like, never actually talked about that but i do like i tell chloe that when we're down by there i'm like it'd be so awesome to have an office down here like a studio <sighs> you've been in the old whirlpool no you've never been in there i've never been in there dude it's crazy like not in like a you know not that it's like well this is unbelievable <laughs> it's a bit it's an old warehouse but it's like massive it's insanely big and that's like where they uh 
built a lot of airplanes, I believe, uh-huh. in World War Two. So like just the fucking history and like stuff that's went down in that building like over Nuts. the past almost a hundred years, like and you can't even imagine. And like, yeah, it's just still standing. There's still I mean getting used somehow about, yeah. yeah, with some sort of it's like parsed out now, I think. Like I think where so. a bunch of different There's like a steel company in the back and yeah. Yeah, yeah all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I, dude, it's I I don't know. I feel like it might have something to do with us just being like very blue collar raised like type yeah. thing, but I don't know if that's for sure, but yeah, like I know cuz maybe there's like a nostalgia about it too where like we grew up going to old people's houses who had photos of that time where it yeah. was like, oh, that's you at the factory when it was in its heyday. <laughs> or like right. it's new, you know? Exactly. And yeah, yeah like, uh, yeah, the distressing, like old, like old distress clothes like that. I see like old pictures of like my family or something yes. like they're all like farmers. So it's like yes. all that old like flannel, all the old trucker caps, like that's all god it's like culture honestly it is culture it's our you know oh my god dude that's great dude like in speaking of like farm even there there is a something that i was like i like thought was just so fucking cool which is so silly thinking back but like uh we were in poseyville yeah in, in town in poseyville but like on the edge of town there is a huge grain excavator like like yeah, a, you know what I'm saying. It's the co-op. The co-op, but like, in, but inactive. It was. It's over like on the other side of town. It's not active anymore. Oh, it's as like you're a grain coming, elevator. Like the way when you're coming from, from Hopstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like over on the I know what you're talking side. About. Yeah. So one of my mom's friends lives by it, but we. I was helping do something there one day. Well, I just like looked at him. I'm like holy shit look at that thing like i just want to go in there and see what's happening you know like explore like imagine what it was like i don't know why that is so attractive as a human to like to role play in your head like the the feeling of being back in this thing that was once you know lively lively, yeah new and i i mean when i when augie was like augie was probably like four five months old he was like or six months old he was a baby and i put him i had the day i have free day and i had to watch him like it was when he was chloe went back to work and like it was me and augie that day and so we went to the lst down on the river the old warship and toured it he was on my chest and this baby like carlos (laughs) on hangover and we're walking around and like i was like taking in i'm like I was having these moments of like, holy fucking shit. Like people lived in here, like in this, like we'd be in the bunk area and I'm like, like like having visions of like being there. You know what I mean? It's like, holy, you can feel the energy and like the, I would, it would be like me being 28 years old and being drafted into the war. And now I'm on a fucking ship going to the Europe or something. It's like, right okay wow like i can feel that energy yes. in these walls you know 100 percent, dude so soaked, soaked all that anxiety right up into yes. those walls dude yes and it yeah i i don't know if there's something to that i don't know if that's like a, i think there's any science to like the memory of 
matter, you know? I don't know if that's a thing at all, but like, fuck me. It's but, crazy. To yeah, I think it's, it's definitely some stuff we can feel, even yes. if it's not, you know, even if it's not necessarily a But I don't know if that's in my head proven. because I knew that it was a warship. It could know? be too, somewhat, but like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you go, there's different places all around that have different vibes yes. just you know and you go to log in dude that's its own <laughs> fucking vibe exactly like places like or new harmony like a, or new harmony the buildings of new harmony like buildings that are so old that have like started to settle and they're just like a glued <laughs> piece of gravity <laughs> gravity pull, gravity pulled it together to this just like thing now it's just like a like a structure like yeah. it's just like been it's like all broke it's like fully broken in and you know like exactly god dude new harmony is like such a special place like i don't mean that in any corny way either <laughs> i don't mean it's like this fucking flower filled you know free for all but like it's such a unique spot it for is what unique it is. for sure and i like, would yeah it's got its it's got like it's high glory heaven and like it's weird dark alleys, <laughs> you're you know? fucking spot on right so, there dude and you get the the range of characters are everywhere in between oh all 700 dude. of them oh my god <laughs> all 750 of the locals <laughs> dude each one of them is literally wow yeah one might and one might have literally like a hundred bucks and then the other one might have like a hundred million you know <laughs> it's just like you don't even know who's who and what's what yeah it's a game of clue over there for it sure it's a game of yeah town-wide clue with 700 people playing and mm -hmm. i mean dude i'm not we both spent a lot of time there over the <laughs> couple years period there where people were hanging out there and like it's just crazy to think I remember, I remember sitting at uh, the ties that are there because I remember sitting one day. I'm talking to Clem, and uh, Clem, our old, our old teacher, mentor, brother, who's since yes, passed sir. away. That's really when he passed away. Everything kind of faded over time, you know. Mm -hmm. That was that was that was our connection to the town, I guess. But um, I remember one day, me and Chloe went out there and. We were at Sarah's, which is a small brewery and restaurant, drinking some beer, and then we went over, walked over, and visited Clem. While we were at the Sarah's, uh, this guy was just sitting there by himself, and I won't say his name, but like older fellow, and he like we were just bullshitting with him, and like I just, he just gives me a weird vibe. He always has, and I see him, I'm like God, I just get a fucking weird vibe from that guy. He's yeah. nice, and he's got cool stories, but like underlying i just don't know about him i just that's what my feeling was always so then we were going back to clem's after we had talked to this guy and i tell him clem who was talking to him, he's like oh his yeah he goes he's he we even he and i've always gotten we've been gotten along but then we get into it and we don't talk and all this shit because everybody knows everybody there right you know but he's like yeah his family uh founded wadesville <laughs> and it's like wait his family founded the town next door yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just crazy when you're there, it's like that small and that like those the people who live there are the people who like did important influential shit in the area like a hundred years ago or two hundred right. years ago. You know what I mean? Yes. And then the, their descendants are walking around New Harmony. Like it's just dude, some dude. of the connection there. 
I used to think and still there, but like some of them, I'm like, especially Clem's family, like all those people, like the people who found a new harmony and stuff. I'm like the Owen family. I'm like thinking how nuts it is that they're tied to like oil. Oh, and I dude. mean like the founding of like like a standard oil. <laughs> yeah, standard Houston, oil Texas. company. We're talking. Yeah, V. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking big time. The oil company in yeah. the early 1900, <laughs> like massive, massive connection, and then, then it like has it's like filtered, it's diluted over the years to where it is today. To where right. there's just some people, I guess, who still have money, but but just crazy, like just cr- crazy, crazy shit. If like it was crazy, I had no um, idea it existed. Yes, it is very much if it feels like the twilight zone yeah if it kind of lives in its own little bubble right universe and like that's truly one of the only places i've ever been where like yeah i feel like uh yeah it's like in another dimension almost like where you're you're there and you're like yeah like you said the inner workings and everything you're like what well it's like a self-governed place there's only one police officer maybe there's two but like, there's only ever one cop. Yeah. And then like, highway patrol comes through sometimes. But <laughs> yeah. like, they don't know what's going on. Right. In the city. So it's like self policing. But then, I mean, think about how small this place is. It's got what four, five art galleries, <laughs> three theaters. Uh, you know, like these right. are just insane. <laughs> and you entities. can walk across the town in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, literally from in, no, and he means from in to in. Yeah, the whole uh, entire the entire thing. city limits. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, God, it's fucking nuts. It's just so unique. It you know? is. It really is. Then you go to like Fort Branch or Hobstock, which is like two or three times bigger uh, in population and every, all that. They don't have a single theater. They don't have a single art gallery. <laughs> There's a library. There's a library. And a jungle gym. And a jungle <laughs> for gym. The kids. That's right. And like three old gyms. <laughs> yeah. You know? But like. Retired high schools. Yeah, it's retired high schools. But yeah, God, I don't even. It's crazy, crazy shit. All right, hey, let's wrap it up. Let's and wrap this thing. Before we do, I got one segment. It's called Don't Think, Just Act. So yeah. I'm going to rifle off 10 uh, names, items, terms, words, and uh, you just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Love this. Bluebird hot chicken. Juicy. Whew. The future. Yeah. That's Tate's, that's Tate's bust that... uh. But I, I really hope that he gets that done in time to be at the December 18th show. I mean, I know it's going to be close, but he said, if I get it done, I'll let you know. <laughs> be close. Next term, fifth quarter. Classic. Phew. Phew, that's where it all began, sort of. Yeah. Favorite concert you've ever been to or show? God damn dude. what's one that comes to mind could- first one was under oath in like 2000 fucking nine or something not Did even you, then probably 2007 or eight yeah me two of the homies uh saw them we were this is literally in middle school like we couldn't drive <laughs> oh, uh dan bittner shout out dan took us yeah. down in the uh in the excursion to nashville at rocket town which is not around anymore i don't think i've never heard of it it was and i've uh, only known nashville for like a couple of years now so rocket town years. is 
like actually a pretty legendary venue um there but it was like a christian run venue okay. and uh yeah the i saw them when like 2007 probably 2008 and uh it was incredible that's great dude. impressionable you know oh yeah one you'll never forget no favorite piece of clothing you've ever scored nwa i hit a yeah uh niggas for life uh 1996 maybe like og um is that a piece of merch technically or was that like a yeah it was branded shirt that like a company put out no that was the thing it was official merch like for the album and uh yeah pretty it's definitely pro it's definitely the rarest no i sold it it was more money than i needed or i needed the money more than i needed that shirt yeah i just didn't wear it that much so i get that no that's badass dude nwa shirt uh favorite artist or band today kind of mentioned one earlier but yeah, right now, Polyphia or West Side Guns 10 album is also nutty. West Side Gun? Yes, Griselda. That's an artist? Yes. Okay, I never heard of him. Classic. Will you send, uh, me, some? Will yes. you send me some? Okay, you get a free trip, all-inclusive, all-paid-for, to go digging anywhere in the world. Name the city. America, not America, it doesn't matter. Where I'd you like probably to just go to Japan japan yeah really easy yeah they japan also has a huge vintage culture because they're they like i mean they like western culture as well um but like they also you know they're very they're a very culture-based society so like i think uh they um appreciate like vintage stuff in general okay so like yeah dude um it's super popular for like japanese buyers to come to america and buy, buy like shit and yeah from there. like even from the homies like my oh, homies really? in, yeah like i have homies in louisville max shout out vintage banana and uh but yeah like they'll come to his house and shop that's fucking like nice. through his stuff yeah and then bring wow. it back like that's fucking cool dude japan so japan is the spot that's definitely where i would want to go i hope you get there man one day you will for sure all right what is your dream score could be anything shoes piece of clothing hat what's something that if you found it you are you you wish you could find it it's a great question um anything come to mind not really maybe like if honestly over clothes i'd like to like hit a pick and just like find a car oh you know what i mean yeah. like go to go to some house and then have like some car buried in the garage and you're like how about what do you want for that you know yes. and that Dude, would be lit i've been feeling that way about buses or rvs like like because or bigger vans because like i want to buy a tour bus or i want somebody to buy a tour bus that i can use <laughs> yeah. and uh or a or a tour van or whatever yeah you know, something that can facilitate like like six people eight people something like that to travel for multiple days like a fucking tour bus oh yeah and you know sometimes sometimes i'll see like 
like a old camper or like an old I just started looking and I'm not quite serious looking but I'm like casually looking for a future date and but you know like you see like an old RV and it's like man that thing's been sitting there for like 15 20 years are you guys planning on using it yeah you know anytime soon and if not can I just take it off your hands for like a thousand bucks exactly I'll give you five if it's nice, if it runs. <laughs> exactly, dude. If if I could go to like an estate sale or like somebody's like, yeah, I know this person that passed away. You go in their garage and it's just like an old Beamer or like, <sighs> you know, like not even, doesn't just even have to be cool. a Beamer. Yeah, it just yeah. has to be something cool. Like I would be like, that would be lit. Bro. And like somebody who wants, like, like this is what I'm searching for. Somebody send me this if they hear this, but like, <laughs> like, this is the buyer I'm look or the seller I'm looking for with this uh, tour bus or for for my van situation and for whatever other car. But like for for my, I'm like I want to work with, I want somebody who knows it's valuable but has enough money to where they don't care about getting yes. the full value. And they're like, yes. I recognize what you're up to. I want to help you out. Just give me this amount. It makes it worth my time. Makes me feel okay. And then you can take it and go you know go make the most with it but but enough to where i feel like i can't fuck this up i gotta take good care of this thing you know right. what I mean? yeah something reasonable yes. you know because uh, god damn i can't shell out like 60 grand on a tour bus like no. an old tour bus or something you know it's like I exactly need, need to get that price and dude that, like the maintenance on that shit is has to be outrageous like yeah. gas gas filling up a fucking hundred gallon tank if it breaks down like literally who's gonna pay for the three thousand dollar transmission (laughs) gear you know yeah anyway okay uh who's someone you look up to could be in life or in uh or in or in what you do Hmm. could be a celebrity too doesn't have to be anybody local dude creative wise i'll say virgil RP in yep. real life, probably Max, finish plug. Shout okay. out to Max. He owns a store in Louisville. Louisville? Yeah. Can I go with you sometime? For sure. I need to meet some people in Louisville. I want to get. Do we go all the time? So, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, he really, like, um, like, got me into, like, selling, like, seriously or whatever, you know, like, in terms of, like, the way that. When I started, like, I went to Louisville just to sell some shit. Because, like, I had, like, like I said, like, I've been thrifting, like, since I was younger. Yeah. And doing that, but just for myself. And then, like, yeah. selling it to the homies in high school, but not, like, for a business. So then, like, when I went and sold him some stuff, he was, like, super nice. Like, always, like, you know, answered any questions I had, stuff like that. Gave me fair prices on all the stuff that I was selling him. And so I was like, damn, like, that's, like, how I feel like the business should be yeah. handled, yes. you know? Yes. And so, like, ever since that, I've tried to be, you know, equal in that, like, or, like, kind of follow that, like, it's not about just making fucking cash, you know? It's not about getting one over on every single person that yeah, you it's business like, with. It's like... I don't develop, have to developing make developing a relationship. A hundred percent. You don't have to make fucking twenty dollars on every tee 
or whatever. Like you don't even have to make a, sometimes you're not, I don't make a profit. Sometimes I buy something and then I, I'm like, damn, like this person needs to have it, whether or not, you know, it just you triggers to, yeah, something in hooked, my brain. You hooked me up with a couple items over the years. But yeah, dude, it's just like, I think that that's what being fresh and being fly and feeling good about yourself is like just knowing like what fits and what you like, you know what I mean? Like what will fit your body physically right. And then also like what you like. And like, if I see some shit and I'm like, I know someone's going to want this, then like I'll send it to them, you know? And And I'm not, depending on what it is, like I might, I'm not trying to like always tax. Like if it's something crazy, crazy, it's not like I'm going to like give it to you for free or anything, but right, like, right. but if it's, you know, or something that you paid. Yeah. If I paid up on it, yeah, yeah, then I'll let you know. But like, yeah, like it's just more about, like you said, building those relationships and helping people, you know, get clothes that they think are fly and looking better, feeling better. Like, I think that's, you know, so it's an awesome thing, dude. Yeah. That's awesome that that that's uh that like seeing somebody else do it informs you of how like that's how I that's how I felt about this is, I mean just in my own world going to louder than life mm-hmm. seeing how Danny Wimmer puts on his events with his whole team of course but like the level of like everything I mean a beer costs fucking 12 bucks but it's because the red hot chili peppers are playing yeah. you know what I mean oh like it's like it's because uh incubus Alice in Chains and then the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> just pay, played all within two hours of each other. Right. You that gotta shit pay that. Cheap, yeah, dude. Like, exactly. And like all the people working, all the fucking golf carts, <laughs> everything, right. the fencing, the fucking flyers, the wristbands, everything costs money. Dude, the so ads. The like, ads, dude. Just exactly. to advertise for a festival that big. I mean, that's like, I see, like I would see the Louder Than Life stuff, you know, like you like i don't know if they Months had youtube ads but yeah. you know what i mean like scrolling down the internet you just see that and it's like well that had come from somewhere you know exactly and like seeing how big danny wimmer goes is like so inspiring to me to be like okay like for this december 18th show i'm charging 20 bucks a ticket to get in but like that to me that sounds like a lot for a local show because i am used to charge money into it though too but yeah i'm used to charging five bucks seven bucks at a bar for a cover to put on your own event you're renting a spot you're renting a sound system you're bringing in art like i'm like trying to curate it too and i'm paying every single act right like i'm trying to run it like the festival you know loud like you would want it to be like i would want a customer yes right like i i want to go to the event that i would want to go to that. And my first thing at every venue, the sound. Like if it doesn't sound good, it's just it's not the experience I know it could be. Because I'm like, I I heard this band on Louder Than Life. I heard it on the the big stage on Louder Than Life. I know how good that shit sounded and how big and how like the kick drum felt like thirteen <laughs> thunderstorms. It was you know, like it chest. was just like like it was so. Which I know to some people is like not good music or that's like not a good way to experience music. But like the point was to get that, to get the most out of a live experience, just fucking have a nice sound system. Right. Which is expensive. So it's hard to do. I get that. Or like you have, you go to the bar and you got, you know, some, you know, some dude running the sound system who's like, 
I actually just own the bar. I don't really do this. I'm just helping. You know, it's like he's the not, end. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's like you just get what you get, you know, and yeah. like it's not necessarily the. It's it's, I, but that's the thing. Like I. So it makes sense to me. I'm like, no, this is fair. And I'm yeah. going to put that in the description, like in my Eventbrite. I felt kind of silly, but I'm like, I want to put in there why I'm doing this. No, 100%. This I think why, you should. This is where your ticket's going. This is where this, it's like. Dude, people enjoy transparency nowadays. So like if that's you. That's what Chloe said. They do. And, and if you're like, yeah, each artist is getting paid what they should, or they're getting paid. doesn't a even matter. A fair amount. Yeah, a fair amount. Going that to the artist, okay going to all of it people understand like that's the thing if you you have you're bringing value and then showing why you know yes why you're charging that so i think if if you can show why it's worth that then people don't have a problem paying for it you know totally and i want the artist to be satisfied the same with any future collaborators it's like we should all win after yeah. this is over everybody should walk away being like that was worthwhile Everybody's happy for their work that they put in. They got paid. Like everybody got recognized as a as a contributor, and the people valued it. Because like, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna start, if you're gonna have music, and you're gonna say support local music, and like everything's local, if you don't support local music <laughs> by contributing to right. the local music scene in some ways, it's like you're not really helping the music. You know <clears throat> what I mean? It's like you're not doing the work that is also good for the community. Yeah, if you're not if you're just giving them a stage to get up and not paying them not or paying not doing anything, or, it doesn't yeah. really do that much, you right. know. Which like it 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 does, it does but it doesn't. Like right. after a certain point, if you just keep doing that, it's like, well, we're not going to come play your shows, we're not getting paid or you know right. what I mean, like And I know how hard it, I know how much work bands put in to play right. shows and they don't get paid anything to rehearse, obviously. Or practice, which is just the way it goes. That's just like what starting something is. And you do it because you love it, but it's still a lot of work to put in effort for a show and then to bring all your shit into all. It's just a lot of effort. So to pay them, like, you know, what's worth their time to come out and do it, it's what I would want. Right. And as a, as a, as a, which I know it's really hard to do as a venue, especially a small one, but like, so I, dude, I can't even imagine. It's why they don't exist in Evansville very much. It's right, like they're really hard to run and they lose money. It's like just crazy, like, yeah. Like, yeah sure. And you got to deal with fucking people acting crazy. Yeah. But uh, I just talked to a guy who used to own some f venues around here, so I he was explaining some of the stories. He's like, people would get mad that I didn't pay them, but like I didn't have any money. Yeah. I didn't even have any money for myself, and I had to run the fucking business, you know. Right. But uh, this I know like venues are expensive and hard to run, but. But what if it's just a one-off event? It's like, that's why we do the one-off event. I'm not going to buy a venue and do it because it's, I don't have the money for that. But like, if it's a fair exchange, everything's communicated transparently, this is what you're getting for this price. That's what like Louder Than Life is. Yeah, the right. tickets are expensive, but like the experience you get is the best experience that you can imagine. Right, in the terms best of rock like, music experience. Exactly. Loud sound system, amazing light shows, amazing setups, Everything's convenient as fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? Great, great fucking festival. So you pay more. Exactly. But it's also what well, you get what you pay for, you know? Yeah. And I and mean you have to, to start. Change, yeah, you but. have to start somewhere too. Like you said with the like uh the single event. It's like, well, if you throw 
one single event and it goes well, then it stacks and it's like, okay, in two, three months or in four or five months, we can have another one that might be bigger, make more money. And then we, you know, you you can scale that success like to like in a, hopefully, you know, in a, to a certain extent and yeah, just keep bringing it better and better experiences and, and it just grows to bigger and bigger audiences, which gets bigger. And b- but it's like, you know, th- I think the the fun part about it is that it's one-off. So, like, yeah, like I think I'm just going to do, like, one-off shows in Evansville once a year at the end of the year. And it's like, here's all the music we worked on this year. That's a good Ooh, idea. Hit the lot. You know, that's, yeah. what it, that's what this is. I don't yeah. work with Paxton. Like, we haven't recorded anything. But he and I have been, like, exchanging ideas and talking music for like four months right so like we're at a point where i feel like we might work on something in the future i don't know but uh i like what he does and so i thought that the show just needed like a wild card i literally put that on the event right description hell yeah every band has a bio his band has because they're a brand new band they're all seasoned (laughs) they're all seasoned musicians but brand new band and i put the wild card Yes. Because, like, every show needs that just, they have nothing to lose. So they're going to come in and just shred. Shred. Do their damn thing. Do their thing. And I hope people enjoy it. Yes. It's all you can do. Yep. So, all right. I got two more. Music comes to mind. Passion, honestly. Love it. All right. Last question. You get one night to hang out with anybody you want, dead or alive. Who you hanging with? Damn, bro. That's hard. Uh, I don't... Dude, who do I... Dead or alive, bro. You just get to hang out with this person and like just chill and talk and drink a beer or smoke a little something and just hang out and... Pick their brain. Dude, that is... God, that's a deep question. There's a lot of people that have been around. What's one person? Uh, I know, because it's like, you could say like, well, I mean, it'd be fun to hang with like uh, Paul McCartney, and then it'd be fun to hang with <laughs> Elvis. Or, you know I mean? Like, not that anybody wants... I don't mean... Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> not that anybody wants to hang with Elvis, but yeah. <laughs> You just um, go down the fucking line, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Probably, like, honestly, I'll just go with, like, a like a Renaissance guy. Like, probably, like, oh, some, like, Michelangelo or, cool. like, a Leonardo da Vinci type thing. Like, yeah. I would want to know. You would want to hang out for a minute without cell phones and, like, beepers and, like, electronic device. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. let's escape that for a second. And just hang out in a world where you're just like. I would also like to hang out with cell phones and beepers with him though as well, because <laughs> yeah. it would he would fucking, trip, dude. <laughs> his brain would explode. Oh my god, and he like, would have a blast <laughs> with that cell phone. Holy shit! And like, do you think like I, I'm curious too? Is like, is he just like our intellectual level? But like, right, right. I don't even know. I, I'm not a historian, but like, yeah. I know hundreds what you of mean years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just put it up. Are we on the same level of like understanding about things? But like, God, dude, I there's no way. Or would like, it just be like constantly mind blown? It'd be like, wait, 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 your, wait, your 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 toilets where? Yeah, in the, in the house. Like, but that well, that makes so much sense. 
but you like, know, yeah. like, like I think, I don't know. Those guys were also like those time period of dudes. Man. Yeah. But they were also like extremely good at like, not all of them, but like Leonardo, right? He was like a good at math, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. To do all the, you know, all that shit. Dude, and I, like, I, I was on Da Vinci's Wikipedia one time, which is like a, not, it's like an encyclopedia <laughs> yeah, it's basically. Like it's humongous. Massive. And it's like everything he was into, you just think like, so this is what he did. This is all he did. He Dude, didn't he just go to a single around, fucking bro. party. <laughs> yeah, he didn't that's, have friends. <laughs> that's what the thing, like, when I think about those I mean, type of dudes. Have, I don't know. But. But, but, like, you're thinking, you're like, okay, by the time they're, like, 20 years old, they've been working on one painting for, like, four years or something. Yes. And you're like. But then he also, like, invented a branch of calculus. Or like, <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, he built a helicopter? Like, are, you know, like. All they did was just, they had time dude like they didn't have they had no just i mean they had distractions and shit i they had to leave they had to yeah, live they had but, plagues and shit, but yeah but like as far as like their job like their job was to literally just sit around and think of shit and do and do and like make and yeah. like figure out how to make a piece of marble look like the human muscle you know what oh I mean? my god and then they were sculptors too yeah. jesus it, it, it doesn't end no nah, i think i think made musical instruments and like Shit, it, it would definitely be. Uh, oh my god! Super interesting to like. I don't know. That would be so cool just to see what kind of human. And then, but then to go talk to the village people as well, or the other people in the city, just right. go to a pub and hang out too, and like hear what the conversations like, and be like, oh, god, it has to dude, be so don't. fucking similar. Honestly, I mean, I bet a lot of the drama or emotional talk is probably really similar. Right, like, like day to day the, life shit. Don't you think? But like the. Yeah, day to day life shit you could probably relate, but like the, the the global shit or like the oh, the fact that like uh you know like we're cool with Canada, like we're cool <laughs> with our neighbor, like we don't have to yeah. go to war with them, like it's fine, right? You know? Or like I don't even know, you know, I just I couldn't even imagine what like the glo like where we're at in the universe type understanding, you know? Yeah, one day you could wake up and like your town is like literally being set on fire by other yes. people and you're like i didn't get a fucking Fuck. apple news didn't tell me this was happening yes like, exactly i had no warning dude like, or your cousins said, who live in the next <laughs> state just got killed by a tornado and like you don't find out until you have a year later that there was a tornado yeah and then you go check and it's like there's nothing here it's been three years you know that's gotta yeah. be nuts or i mean even like somebody who left their home to go on, I'm sure that happened all the time. It probably still happens a lot, but like, I'm sure that was so complex. Like somebody's like, yeah, we're going out on the ship. We're going to go do this. And it's like, we never saw him again. Ever. Yeah. And it just happens all the fucking time. Like they, yeah. every time like they leave and you know, it's just like, that's that. Even somebody who lives, they might land on another land and like, you're never talking to them ever again. And you just die in Italy wondering if they ever made it to America exactly you just have no idea wondering what even america is they're like right. is it we heard what's it, over right? there? golden streets or yeah. whatever, you know <laughs> yeah the catfish were <laughs> 10 feet long i mean just gosh dude it, that's funny dude it's amazing all right we gotta wrap it up rapper we gotta get on with our day man we've been doing this for a minute yeah this we've been going fun, we should yeah. do this again we can I'm having a blast we could do that i could do this all day long brother all right. Well, Chris, uh, I just want to say, um, yeah, you've always been a great friend and a great dude and a great supporter. Holy shit. 
hopefully you're free on the 18th and you can come out and check out the spot. God, hopefully Tate's free and brings his fucking hot chicken. Oh, yeah. We'll see. We'll talk about it. If not, we'll throw another event next year and get him involved. Hell yeah. Before I, uh, we go, I would also like to say thank you for having me on. And, uh, you Dude. know, I, you know, like you said, we've been friends forever, but I appreciate this and I can't wait to hopefully do it again in the future, you know, and down the road, things have been changed up a little bit, you know? Oh yeah. And, Absolutely, uh, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to all the, all the uh, homies, you know, that were mentioned today. Make Absolutely. all the things all come those together. Who you yeah. Know? Mick May. Yeah. There's all a the, lot of the, Logan, Brody, all the guys. Like, I mean, shit. I still, I still talk to several who, you know, make maybe and someone I'm involved with musically, creatively. Um, but yeah, dude, shout out to everybody. The network of homies is strong. It is. Yep. Yep. It is. All right, man. Well, Chris, uh, we could find you on Depop and Instagram. Primarily? Yeah, uh, Instagram mid.west.vintage. Um, Depop, I think it's Middle America Vintage, but I think so. uh, yeah, if you just, I got a link in bio on both of them if you have them, and I'll, it no, goes I'll to link each. To this, yeah, the link will link to this video too. Put your Instagram in there, and then you can find your Depop store through your Absolutely. Instagram. All right, well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. This has been Mining in the Foothills. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Chris, thanks for coming through. Thanks, y'all. All right. See Peace. you next week. Outro music. <laughs>